This is Christopher Everett, the director of Wilmington on Fire, and you're now listening to Straight to Take. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues is Straight to Take. Subscribe to Straight to Tape on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, such as SoundCloud, Google Play, and yes, we are Apple Podcast Certified. Also, like, follow, and share us on Facebook, IG, Twitter, Straight to Tape. Let's get a start. Giving you a slice of unapologetic conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight to Tape. My name is C. Perry Elise II, the, well, the Mr. Fantastic of podcasting, Fantastic Four, even though we're on a little funky four plus one tip today. First, the comedian, professional joke slinger, Tico DeGaia. What's up, T? You know, people talking. I live it. Quarantine all day, every day. Every day. Every day. Every day quarantine. Quarantine. And as always, the first lady of S2T, the quintessential hip-hop mom, Keisha with a Y. What's up, Kay? Hey, y'all. My nerves are tore up. Technology sucks sometimes. But y'all, look at my earrings. Uh, And my ring. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. Uh, Let me shout out Naturally Unique by SOS. I literally made my order on a Monday and got my stuff in the mail on a Wednesday. Mm. These are awesome. I plan. She has lots of cute stuff, ladies um, and gents that prefer. Um, so hit them up. Naturally Unique by SOS. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I just read an article, man, that a dude did video on a cassette tape. I saw that. I didn't read it. That. Video on a cassette tape. It's like black and white, and you can only do like a couple of seconds. Mm, mm. Interesting, interesting. And of, and of course, our social media assassin, Mr. Rob Von Doom. You know, uh, uh, C. Perry, I've always uh, regarded myself to be somewhat of a handsome man. And due to the circumstances that are beyond our control, uh, it has afforded me somewhat of <laughs> the opportunity to not be so meticulous in grooming as I normally am. So I am doing the official Corona wolf out. That's right, I haven't shaved in days and I don't plan on doing it. So I'm just letting it just just hang. You feel me, hang right, tight. Right, 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 right. You what it's gonna be. And I'm still ruggedly handsome and I'm the chosen one. Thank you. It's been your pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 yo, and, and, and speaking of beer gang gang, okay? Notice I said funky four plus one, all right? Hey, this is the Fantastic Four's Herbie the Robot. He's our Wyatt Wingfoot, okay? <laughs> you know, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes he's even our She-Hulk. Don't sleep, don't sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, Bishop Omega. Yo, what's going on? It's Bishop Omega giving quarantine uncle vibes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can, I, can I tell the people how you had on the A shirt when we first started a little while no, ago? No, 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 no,
We out here. They match the hat. Going straight Uncle Bob, old school. You dig? You know what I'm saying? About the, I'm about to hand somebody a dollar folded up. <laughs> you got that from? Pound the palm. Pound the palm. Pound the palm. Like an extra from Hollywood. <laughs> oh, look, 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 yo, yo, look like an extra in a Clarence Carter video. Don't be surprised if I jump off and do costume changes. I'm out here. Man. <laughs> hey, you got to make staying at home fun, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, of course, we're on our social distance tip. And we got a lot of things we want to talk about today. Um, but, hey, where should we start, ladies and gentlemen? Hmm. There's so much. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, look, look, look. You know, since I dubbed us the Rona spot uh, before we went into uh, went into quarantine. And uh, I'll yeah. tell y'all a little story about that because I'm tired of, I'm tired of the Rona. Like, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, due to my uh, commitment to the show, I will continue to talk about it because Harry already dubbed us. But a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I do. can we have, like, an anti-Rona show? And Rob was like, no, because Perry called us the Rona spot. So, fuck, we the Rona spot. I hate it. I mean, I hate it. I look, I, look, I was ahead of the curb that we trying to flatten, so to speak. But anyway. Uh yeah, we, look, we're definitely going to talk, we, we definitely want to talk about how, uh, you know, the, we're going to start the show talking about how the coronavirus is affecting our community. And joining us for that conversation is a special friend of the show, professor of mass media at North Carolina Central University, yeah. Dr. Russ Robinson. What's up, Dr. Rob? What it look like, everybody? I feel like Doctor Strange among this welcome, strange com- this company. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, nice reference. Yeah, I love, love that. Love that. Love that. That works around here. We're all comic geeks, sci-fi geeks, Star Wars, Star Trek, you name it. Look, we geek over it. That big time. Cool. Big time. I'm in Egypt, though. <laughs> they have comic books here. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They do. Not on the walls. Now, yo, now a lot of reports were hitting this week on how the coronavirus is disproportionately uh, hitting uh, communities of color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, let's be honest. Is anybody in here surprised? No, it's, I mean, it's the, it's, it's the age old lack of health, proper health, like historical Tuskegee experiment type shit conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's like that's embedded in our like who we are as people. Um, lack of fresh fruits and vegetables to build immune systems. Like I wasn't I, I didn't read but one article. because um, yeah. it, it, it it is the same old song, but this virus moves a little differently than a flu or a cold. Um so yeah, there's stats behind it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's um, it's bugged out, man, because um, you know, at first, you know, learning this stuff, it was like, well, we're not getting it, you know. It's just whites were getting it, you know. what I'm saying we're good, we're good, and now it's all of a sudden the tables have turned, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's it's a uh, it, it you know it, it's a weird thing, bro. 
it's, it's, it's really weird, man. You know, like you like like he said, it brings in a lot of you know that whole Tuskegee experiment type stuff. You know, men not going to the doctors like they supposed to, getting checked, uh, obesity, diabetes, all that stuff. You know, you know it it um you know it it. it, it Breaks our immune systems down to fight all this stuff that we were, you know, what I'm saying, meant to fight, you know. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yo, Doc, man. Yo, Doc. What, uh, what type of? Okay. Now you've been teaching. Now I know you've been teaching remotely, man. Uh, what kind of oh, conversations God. have you been having with your students, bro? Right now, my students are sick of the online environment. I'm just going to be very direct. It's uh, exhausting. I, I mean, it is, and so are we as the faculty, man. I'll be honest with you. Um, one of the challenges that we had looking at this thing just – and I, I, I'm a pop culture geek, so please pardon me with your references. But we had this man come into a meeting one time. He was at the system office, and he was like Oscar Goldman on the $6 million man took his glasses off. How many of you all can go to online in less than 48 hours? And we're all thinking like, damn, this is some crazy ass shit, but we can do it, we can do it. But we didn't think about the fact that as we went to do this shit that our students were like, can they really do it? And I think a lot of folks unfortunately have not thought about the fact that the students who are literally our customers, who are our clients in the UNC system, hell, clients across the entire college system, mm-hmm. they're the ones that have to live with these damn decisions. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, my student population that I deal with uh, when we had a serious talk about it, it was very weird because I was like, we're going to talk about these cases, talk about this media ethics business. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's just be real. Doc Rob, we are tired. So like, tell me why you're tired. We are so sick of this online shit. We did not want to be online students. This is not what we wanted to do. And so as I listened to them, oh, I, I really had to push back and listen to the narrative of my students. Quite a few of my students, and I think quite a few of all of our students across the country, People don't think about the fact that our students are, they have jobs. They don't think about the fact that our students, in some cases, they actually are the breadwinners for folks at home. They don't think about the fact that our students, believe it or not, have others, they have parents. And so when a lot of these students suddenly had to go online, they didn't, they didn't sign up for that. And quite frankly, a lot of our faculty didn't sign up for that either. So it was a big, deep, deep, deep transition for a lot of folks. You have folks who've never taught online at all before, and now you have students who have had online classes, and they are they are frustrated with it. And to be honest with you, so are some of the faculty. I think the main thing that we have to think about right now going forward is how do we get this 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 thing, this Irwin Allen disaster movie to end on all four wheels and every student is safe and sound. But right now, everything is just it's it's just so so fluid. So we're hoping that our students, believe it or not, they're able to, first of all, they come back to school because quite a few of them are like, you know what, wait to hell with this. I got to deal with the fact that I got to take care of home. I got children in some cases. So those are some very real things. A lot of folks who are in those positions of power didn't stop to think about. And I'm very disturbed by that because at the end of the day, our job, we're supposed to be driven for student success, but the folks in power didn't think about the fact that you got students who have to pull this stuff off and faculty for that matter. But Doc, let me ask you something. Um, all this technology was, was trying to be pushed a long time ago. And like a lot of stuff, we pushed it to the side and we only dealt with things that we were comfortable with, like texting and such. Um, I remember a commercial where they were talking about uh, when a young girl, she got like the measles or something and she couldn't go to school. But 
she could go to school because she had a she had a, a laptop or and she could go to class while she was you know what I'm saying while she was still sick. Mm-hmm. And so I don't mean to cut you off, but I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. But at the same token, <clears throat> excuse me. At the same token, this is a new way of communication, and, uh, and you know, and and and, and um, it. I, I feel you because you know when when, you, when you're in front of somebody, you can you know you can feel the vibe. Even when, you, when you're teaching and you're, and you're saying what you're saying, and, and you know, and the interactions with people um, uh, is very important. Uh, but at the same at the same uh, in the same site, you know, this is this this is the future, and it's you know it's it's the way it's the way to be. I mean, some people have to do work from home, and when they work from home, they have to do these meetings. And so these meetings now, so are so, okay, well, this technology, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to want it to do it or not. You know, it's, it's like it's like old folks with ATM machines. I, I get that, I get that. that. Before, before I could, my, my question is in the same vein as Tico's. So yeah. I've just always been raised to adapt and adjust. Like mm. it, it's, just, it's just who I am, it's who I'm raising my kids to be. Right. They, they have, Two juniors and a senior in my house mm. and they hate the online but they like the they like the flexibility it gives them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so, so th- this is a problem that no one can control nah, i don't know about that and here's the challenge and i appreciate all the comments because i think they're salient they're valuable they're critical the reality is is this a lot of our students are not us see right. We came up in the late 80s, early 90s, right? So we were like root hog or die. The folks that taught us were the same folks that went through Jim Crow. They were the same folks that went through civil rights. So if you gave them a challenge, they gave it to us, we had no other choice but to do it. But now we're looking at Gen Z. We're looking at Gen, we're looking at the millennials. And these folks, believe it or not, they do not have the equipment right now to deal with that. They are not prepared for equipment. They have the exactly the mental equipment. They don't have the they don't that's the problem. They do not have the emotional equipment. They lack the emotional right now, the emotional acuity to do this. And, And and my concern is is that we have now put a burden onto these students that they didn't ask for. Right. And that concerns me because you have folks who felt that they're looking at this through our lens and they're looking at it through the 1970s lens. You can't put that burden on these students right now. And because of that, trust me, they have these students that we're dealing with, that I teach right now, they are the ones who are building platforms when you we don't even think about it. TikTok, I didn't thought about it. I mean, they're the ones who are building things like, you know, I wouldn't say Instagram, but they're building other types of platforms like Oh, what was the one that just ball them throw it away? I can't think of what it is called right now. But the point is that they are early TikTok, adopters. They were, they, were, they were born with this, okay? And so they never knew a world without this. But they did not get the coping skills required for this type of level of crises. And to be honest with you, the faculty and the folks who are around us, we don't have the level of uh, intellect. Well, we have it, but it's slow, and we haven't learned how to deal with it. I can tell you right now, when I was talking with one of our VCs on campus, vice chancellors, we were talking about this issue in regards to our faculty who had the audacity to have the same level of expectation for students that they would have in a face-to-face class, meaning I'm not changing my syllabus. Oh, you have more time to do this work. No, 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 no. 
I go back to the fact that our students, they have suffered grief. They're dealing with loss. And in many cases, our faculty too have yet to come to terms with the fact of dealing with loss. For me, as one, I'm so those who know me, I power lift to go ahead and keep my nerves straight. Mm -hmm. But I, I did not have a, I don't have a gym to go to, so I'm having to literally build a gym from scratch in my home so I can keep my keep my faculties to some together straight. So my point is, is that we have not. The data is still out there. We have. We have yet to really look at the data. I can tell you right now at my institution, we are collecting data in various circles, looking first of all at the faculty and the staff response. But I think we're also beginning to also look at the student response. Uh, the sad, bitter, sweet reality is I can tell you right now, our students at NCCU are not having face-to-face -face summer school. They're not. And so you now have to have faculty who are able to say, I can teach online and that requires a certain skill set. Do you teach synchronously or asynchronously? But I do appreciate the point because I do think that we have to have that conversation. Do these students right now have the grit to cope through this type of crisis? And I, right now, I'm very concerned because our students also are medicated in many cases. Okay, right. so they have some diagnosed and some undiagnosed uh, pre-existing psychological condition and now you're throwing this thing on top of them which is basically their version of 9-11 in real time right. listen i appreciate all that you said but again i was raised to get done what you need to get done in the environment with, with, that you're in like my mama's mantra growing up is but get it done by hook or crook and can't die in a cornfield like those are what that's what i was raised on right. and it's not because she grew up in the 70s and her parents were farmers or whatever Mm. I raised my kids that same way, and they're again in upper high school. But you have that already. Let's go ahead and look at the fact that you already have that matrix already. Right. Yeah, you're but you're talking about students, but your students aren't that far from real life. Like no, real life is not, this, this is moving like real life. Like no, 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 no. So, so be able to let be me able to stop on a dime and pivot. Like I, well, no, yes and no. So let's think about this thing also from the from the higher ed perspective. A lot of students that come to our HBCUs and HMSIs, they, in many cases, are Pell Grant recipients, which means they are first-time college students. So if I compare my students at Central, and I compare them to the students at Chapel Hill, completely disproportionate comparison, because they already have a safety net. My students at Central don't have that safety net. And I hear what you're saying, too, because I think that's important. You're saying that you're giving them that grit because you already have that. My son, who is 13, we're having conversations right now because I'm like, bruh, you're going to do this schoolwork right now, or I'll take the video games and I'll run them under my car. I I've watched folks do that. I've Now, that's like $1,000 going out the door. So I'll probably have to go ahead. Yeah. I'll have to go ahead and take the remotes and put them someplace else. But the point is, is that, yes, I completely understand you. But those who are just coming in, like those who are our age, who are the ones who are bringing their students to the university for the first time, they may not have that. And so they're competing with folks, in my opinion, who are saying, you don't have to go ahead and do this, 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 and this. You don't have to be a star, well, baby. I think, I think hey. today, that's not the kids' it's fault. That's, that's, the, that's our fault as parents. Right. Why you say that. Again, it's like this. It's like where Keisha's saying, um, and I'm pointing this way because Keisha's on this side of my screen. Um, so as <laughs> yeah, Keisha's she's saying, my home She's there. She's there. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm saying? She is saying that, yo, it comes from the home because 
me, it's like, yeah, it don't matter. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll come for the same cloth. It's like, I didn't, I didn't, I was, I, I was a teenager when the internet came in. You know what I'm saying? I was already a teenager. So you know what I'm saying? It was like this. I wasn't born. But you know, we have to be careful when we say, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we got to no. be careful and make statements like that because then we run the risk of playing respectability politics. Yeah. And I don't think we want to do that. Yeah, right? I get that. It doesn't come from the home necessarily. It comes from, like, fuck, they're adults. Like, you're dealing with adults. There's some people in this world that are the age of the students in your class, and they have to take care of a whole... Are they really? But are they really adults, though? And that's the thing we have to really we have to define. This you got to goal. you got to start somewhere. We like, have to define it. Right but the studies tell us. The studies tell yeah. us right now. The studies tell us that from ages I think from twelve to twenty-five, the student is a person is still in this level of adolescence. Hey, Doc, that's where I agree with you. Okay, uh, you mean okay? I, look, I'll draw. I'll draw the comparison to uh, coaches, all right, mm -hmm. and, you know, in the college level and in the NBA who have to deal with the changing mindset of the players that they have to coach. I mean, granted, we can look at the way we were raised. We were gonna look at what was put into us. And we gotta communicate, but we have to communicate that a different way to this age, okay? We, we, we do, we do. It's an adjustment that we have to make, okay, as parents. It's an adjustment that we have to make as teachers. I, I co-sign 100%. Dude, dude, it, yo, you know, like the church say, it's the end of times. But it ain't that time like, like everybody else is talking about. It's the end of times as we know it. Like the times that we know. We're analog people in the digital world now. And we have to get, get with it, you know. I, for me, for the longest, I never like I had a debit card, like like a like an ATM card. Like every time I had to go to the bank, I wanted to use my ATM card because I know me if I could swipe, you know what I mean. I know I got that money. I'm gonna swipe. I'm gonna swipe like a motherfucker. Feel me? So I I trained myself to go to the ATM machine. Do I really need this one I'm about to buy? Right. Yeah. And that's it forced yeah. me. It's like the opposite transition, right? Opposite transition. I bet you. Exactly. They forced me to get now. We don't do it that way now. Now you have to have a you know a debit card. So you know what I'm saying. So I had to deal with that change. I mean, it's, it, that's a small change, but in the same token, it's a change that 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 I can relate to right now. Just like right now, um, I was always interested in video chatting with people. But Cass was like, Nah, man, government ain't never gonna catch me. You know what I'm saying? Catch my face. You know the government. You can see this. You know, real talk, real talk. We had video chat like back in like AOL. Remember that? Like AOL had like video chat. Like it was, mm. it was funny. They had, they had it. It was like you know you could do this. I was interested, but cats just weren't interested. They were like, mm, man, you ain't gonna catch me on no, you know what I'm saying? Catch my face, blah blah blah. You know. And so now it's to the point where, like, hey, yo, you know, it's really, it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because it's a bad, it's a good thing because, you know, I can get in contact and I can see your face just to see if you're alive. But yeah. the thing about it is now motherfuckers can call you and be like, yo, motherfucker, I know you on fucking day. <laughs> I can see right. you. And thing. Dr. Rob, I, yes, can, I, can, I, can, I could rock with you if you were talking about a class full of me and Tico's. 25 years ago 
But these right. are kids that get everything that they need. They don't know what a phone book is. Like they don't but, like they but, get everything they need from the virtual world. But we so, enable it. We enable it. We got to be It's the way the world is going. But for you not to be able to translate that skill of getting your entertainment, banking, banking, um, you know, finding phone numbers, different life skills that they have and they currently use on a daily basis, and you're not able to translate that even temporarily to the virtual world is bullshit to me. It's just bullshit because everything yes. else they do is like they leave your yes. class. If on a regular basis they leave your class, they pull out their phones. And they're texting with their friends or calling their mom. Like, while they're, I couldn't call my mom when I was walking down the quad. Like, I couldn't do that. So, guys, get look, getting back to Corona, okay? What were your thoughts on the comments from the Surgeon General this week, all right? Uh, in regards to the black community, you know, having to take a better responsibility on uh, their health? Um, my response is this. That man's a doctor. But no, it's like this. Well, again, that comes from that comes from our, our culture, right? We don't we don't go to the doctor a lot. You know what I mean? Especially black men. We just start going to therapy and going and really start caring about our health maybe about five years ago. You know what I'm saying? That's when we start getting into the, into the let's really talk about it, into the norm where we can actually get there. So I think what it is, yeah, we as, as African Americans, we're getting better. But again, we're just coming out of the era, put some tussing on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this, we, we coming out of it. We just coming out of the tussing era. You know what I'm saying? We just coming about it. You bump your head. You didn't go. You didn't go. How many times you bumped your head? And your mom told you to go lay down. You could have been a full on concussed. But right. <laughs> lay your ass down, and then you felt better. You know what I'm saying? And that's got to feel some. So it's like this. Like we're starting to break that. Where we're going to get physicals and all that stuff, and myself included. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is my first time in all my years signing up for a P uh, for a PCP because I'm I'm never going to the doctor like that. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm going to start taking care of my physicals and all that stuff, really getting to care about, you know what I'm saying, my health and everything like that. But it's, I, I think that that's, that's where we're at. It's like we're behind the ball. We're behind the eight ball. So that's the reason why it's hitting as, it's affecting us as much because a lot of the, the situations that we're dealing with, we didn't get on top of these things when they were early on, right? We didn't jump on our sugar when it was when it started getting at that level high and then we didn't change and you don't go to the doctor regularly so we don't right. know when it's getting we didn't when know. It started exactly. to climb. right okay now check that. this out check this out so what was wrong with what the surgeon general said this week because we're i think we're all in agreement right that we all have to go to the doctor mm -hmm. i have to take uh right. our health you know what i mean uh what, what exactly was because I, I saw a lot of people on on uh social media uh, that were straight offended by what the man said. Because they woke him on. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all about context here. Yeah. And honestly, I have never seen that motherfucker until now. The coronavirus <laughs> popped up. He's been a fucking attorney, uh, what is it, Surgeon General, General. For since, since 
for the entire almost Trump administration, right? There was somebody in the beginning. Right. You don't know. You ain't never seen this nigga before, right? So before before this nigga. It's like this. We don't know. I don't know no surgeon generals. This is the first surgeon. He comes on the scene and originally he was touting historical facts. Like just all that stuff that we said in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, lack of proper health care lack of food, the, these different disparities that right. encompass the, the black community in America as a whole, not going to the doctor, improper education around health, Tuskegee okay. experiment. Again, Shit. my question is... I'm, I'm getting to your question. I'm getting to your question. So now, he gets on the press conference and he's like, um, y'all need to stop drinking smoking, doing drugs, do it for your big mama? Mm -hmm. Really? Like, categorically, the statistics say that black people don't drink, smoke, and do shit for their big mama more than <laughs> any other race. Like, we third down the line, sometimes fourth, based off stats behind whites, uh, Hispanics, and fucking Native Americans. Like, on some of those lists, we're fourth down the line, third or fourth. So all of these, it's completely, his statement is completely ignoring the root cause of why black people are dying. We don't go to the doctor because we don't have health insurance because there's an inequity in, in job seeking and job placement in the black community. We are the ones that are the maids and the still, still in 2020, we're the maids and, and the, the porter men still that don't have don't qualify for health insurance or right. we work fucking three jobs working 30 hours a week that's 90 hours a week at three different jobs uh and none of which we can qualify for health insurance so we don't go to the doctor because we can't fucking afford it nigga i just went to the hospital when for my pericarditis i was there for 12 hours that bill is 11 fucking thousand dollars mm. They charged me $5,000 for damn nitro under my tongue because they thought I was having heart problems, which I wasn't having. It wasn't a heart issue, but they gave me the nitrous pill in an effort to diagnose me because it's the practice of medicine. And that shit was not 5000 It was like seven fifty. Mm. So that's why we don't go to the doctor. Right. Because we don't have, I've always had health insurance since I was a kid, like always. Never not had health insurance and for that I'm thankful but if you look at those fucking bills and I know you know that you get from the doctor that is a deterrent yo that's yeah. a deterrent it's, like this. It's, not it's not the education because what it is is like this We and again we'll look at those bills and then because with me working in healthcare for so long that I have you know what I'm saying we're dealing with people with HR and I can say this right here and it's not always black people it's where your economic range is because mm -hmm. poor white people, poor people don't know, don't know that don't take enough time to do that because you got people that's like 50 years old that don't understand what the, how the deductible works. Right. You know is this, do I got to pay, do I got to pay this? They think that they have to pay the deductible every time they go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? You got, and, that, and that's poor education. And that's an America thing. You know what I'm saying? That, that they don't give poor people the right education in these certain, in these jobs. 
because yeah, just like you got black porters, you got white porters. I think it's a poor people situation. It's just that yeah. black black people itself. It's like this: we we didn't we don't have the opportunity. We already got pre, already preset conditions and everything like that from my answer. It's a line that's drawn. It's a right. lot. It's one of those lines. Many lines that's drawn. Yeah. So I mean, it's like this. Yeah. I mean, and 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 again, like sometimes you got to be real with us. Sometimes you know what I'm saying as black folk, we could go out here and and be honest. Niggas is hard headed. Some niggas is hard headed. Some niggas need to hear, yo, you can't drink or you gonna die. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, hey, cut down on the drinking. Da da da. No, some niggas need to hear. You here is a, a here is a, the consequence. We can't give some people wiggle room. And I think that's what he was doing. So I'm I'm on Rob's side. That's up, though. That's the whole thing. Because I said the same thing. I'm like this. Y'all motherfuckers out here, it's people out here I seen on Facebook Live still playing basketball. You gonna go out there and kill somebody's kid. Fuck around, you're gonna kill mm. somebody's kid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cause you are fucking out here playing basketball. Yo, Dagwa, Dagwa, What yo. was you, okay, you know, as the media expert in the room, what was your issue with uh with the way he pitched it? Oh God, he was oh my god. We one of my friends gave me the best idea for a meme and I put it together or a GIF and it was like Sandman Sims, get that fool off the stage. Um, the reason is, is because I looked at I, I really sat back and listened to what he had to say. And I listened and I listened and I was disturbed greatly. I was disturbed because to me he was carrying on the conservative agenda party line, problematizing folks who are already marginalized, people of color. Uh, he did not go into the fact that we have food deserts in a lot of these communities. Okay, he didn't go into the fact that we don't have access to proper medical and health care. Mm -hmm. um, I think the person that gave the most intelligent response on this would have been the Howard University uh, president right now, and that's President Frederick, Wayne Frederick, who literally broke this thing down. He talked about the fact that you have a lot of African-American doctors who graduated in 1978-79. When you had that access to health care, then you had folks who were in the community who looked like you, who gave a damn about you. Now you have this person whose history is, in my opinion, questionable at best. And I look at what he said, and I'm just like, dude, what the fuck is your fucking problem? I, I was very pissed off at this cat. And I say that, please. Lord, I hope I have a job tomorrow. But then my... <laughs> I, I was like, this dude made me fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to him and I was like, who the fuck are you? And so, because I'm like, like I said, I poured my drink and continued to drink. And my point is, is don't get me wrong, everything is good in moderation. But I think the issue that the person, I think it was Dr. Foshi, or I can't say his name right right now, but Foshi, he made the point plain and without problematizing people. And had the man not problematized black people and brown people. And then when he's a black and brown with an addict brother. Who's yeah, yeah. Right now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm like, hey, your abuela and, and big mama, big papa. Motherfucker, I don't know you. So you don't use those <laughs> terms with me. Ooh. So I'm sorry to be that direct, but someone needs to step to this cat and say, dude, first of all, I looked at his CV, I looked at his resume. I looked at it and I'm not impressed. He went to Zimbabwe, great. He did not go to HBCU, but you're going to talk about folks who are in communities of color that are marginalized. Have a role, not a seat. Systemically marginalized. 
Yeah. So I'm like, dude, and I, I didn't even want to with it. But I, I can see it. I don't know if I'm putting it the same way or I'm I'm trying to act. I, I don't know. What was wrong with what he said outside <laughs> of people getting offended at the whole uh, Abuela Big Mama shit? Because really, that's what a whole lot of people are reacting to. Other than that, was the information faulty? Or do people and, have to chill out? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not, I mean, maybe, maybe you could make the argument that he was generalizing and making a blanket statement that uh, that all black people are alcoholics and all that type of shit. Maybe that's what you're arguing. But it was stereotypical, bruh. Skin folk ain't always kin folk. And he is not kin folk. I'm not saying he's <laughs> just because he said Big Mama and Abuela doesn't mean he's kin folk. So where is his data? I'm looking at now. So I'm looking now at a, as a scientist. Where is his data? Where is his data? How many folks did he did he poll? What folks did he come? How? Because I can tell you right now, I know that I. And again, I think it's a class issue, which he really just really fucked up with. I, I would like to see his data. I like to see how he polled his data, how he collected his data to make that statement, because that was a gross generalization for me. I want to. You know what he did? He asked six black people on the podcast. That's what he did. He looked at six motherfuckers on a podcast. Right. And he said, all six of these motherfuckers are drinking. Seven, excuse me. Because I just fine brown water. What you drinking, bro? But I get tired. I hear you. And I get tired of all of these folks that go to these I will say this in a nice way. I, I am bored with folks who suddenly rise to position and then feel that they can speak for all the black folk in America or the country. That's just bullshit. And I think someone needs to call him on his bullshit. Uh, I was so happy that the reporter did do call him on his bullshit and called it racist because exactly, this is exactly what it was. It was racist. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and to me, Rob, you know, to me, words matter. The context, the word choice, when you get to a certain level, you know that. And for him to say that in that being like, if you and I work together and we're in a meeting and it's me and you and a bunch of others, non non-blacks, and I say, fuck you, nigga. Ha ha ha. It's gonna mean a whole different thing. It's gonna cause a whole different uproar than if it's just me and you and I say, fuck you, nigga, ha ha ha. We can laugh it off and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 his words and his choice of words lend to blaming the black community for the many, many different reasons why this virus is taking them out, taking us out at a higher rate than anyone else. And that is not the case. It is not our fault. We can I think I'm really missing the point about what, what he's really saying and uh, what's going on. You know, you tell them black folks, get yourself healthy. You want to be back in them fields. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can't sit here and have you, you know what I'm saying? Can't sit here and have you all obese trying to be, you know what I'm saying, bend over and pick, you know what I'm saying? But I I think the key is, is like, give me the message from a position of love that you care about me. Don't give me the, don't give me that message when you say, you Negroes haven't done this, you Negroes haven't done this. 
So no, and I, I go back to my statement initially that this was a clear-cut example of respectability politics. I think he needs to be called on the carpet. I think his black card needs to be put. In, I think his black card needs to be brought into. Uh, Did he have a black card though? Yeah, he was an African. He wasn't African. And Obama said he had to No, that's Af that's an African card. That's not black card. You know what I'm saying? It's bad Russell. Bad Russell. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He was in Africa. He went to all black school. Yeah, his cookout <laughs> privileges are now in review. I'm sorry. If he had any, <laughs> begin Yo, Rob. He never had one. Yo, Rob. Yo, bro. Can you sum this up? Damn elephants. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I'm summing it up, but I, my whole thing was I just wanted to make sure we kind of like analyzed um, what we were getting upset about and making sure we weren't getting upset about the wrong shit because. We have a, you know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> we're talking about predispositions and shit. Right. We have a predisposition to be real sensitive and get, you know, real riled up at the wrong shit. So my whole thing is I'm about, I'm about information. Was the information correct or not? If the information was faulty, let's argue about that shit. Man, fuck this nigga talking about uh, mama and abuela and all that shit. Now, we can, we can roast them. Sure, we can roast the hell out of them. Please but get I, my lighter. <laughs> but my mama always said there is a lie, a a a, a bald faced lie, and there is a lie by omission. Mm -hmm. He is lying by omission because there's so many so many other things that he could have added to that statement, or like because he used he has made previous statements not too long ago about the disparities that caused those things that he said. But the things that he said aren't true. Categorically, black people do not drink, smoke weed, and do illicit drugs than anybody else in this country. That's not what we do. So it's well, not- it's, well, Tarkeisha, Did he say that? Or did he, did he actually- He said- He made that generalization. Made and the that thing generalization. Was, and the thing is, is like, I'm going back to the time. Other things that he could have said on a podium in front of the entire United States. Like I expect words, context, and environment matter. Okay. I, 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 oh, you're a black man, and out of all the other things that you could have said at the time, you chose to say stop drinking, smoking, and doing drugs. Like that, black people. Do the big mama. I, I, I blame hip hop. Okay. Well, well, the reason why that black people drink and smoke. <laughs> no, I'm going to be no. very honest. Look at this. Look at the structural environments that. First of all, I mean, the man had an opportunity to be prolific, and he went for the okie doke, the banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. The reality is, is that, first of all, I'm going to look at the fact that did you do, again your research? But I think the other thing is, did you break down the structural environments and structural issues that actually allow folks to use these other coping mechanisms? Did you look at the fact that jobless in the African American and the HBCU, I'm sorry, in the jobless, jobless and the POC community is not where it needs to be? Did you look at the fact that opportunity or access to the things that people need to have to be healthy are not there? You did not do that. And you are the Surgeon General and you are in a position of authority. But you get out here and you use your bully pulpit to actually say, like, you Negroes aren't doing the right thing. Right. No, I, I don't need to decide. Yeah. I, 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 I read an article 
that he had said something about he's trying to keep his position for the simple fact that he's really concerned about this virus. And you know good and well, we all know good and well, if he spit what he's, what he's going to spit, fucking have his ass right out the fucking door, quick, fast, in the fucking hurry, and replace him with another motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? That'll be able to say what the but fuck you are. You feel what I'm screaming? So, I you know, know. So, I mean, I get what you, I get, I get everything that y'all are saying, but at the same token, you know, he is like, yo, I'm, this is a, this is a pandemic, and and I'm I'm really trying to figure out how to how to handle this situation. And if this motherfucker is he gonna let me do my job, or is he not gonna let me do my job? You look know? at that thing you got in your look at the poster you have right next to you though, blackface. That's exactly what that cat did. He did that to us. Okay, so he did you, it to brown people. Here's the it'll be another mother. It'll be another motherfucking puppet right, right after him. After he's... I agree hundred. I, I co-sign on what you just said. I mean, okay, you know, he said he said big mom and all that shit, but you know, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't take too much offense to the information. Not, not the we again. We can still, we can still uh, uh, talk and 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 build on the fact that. He probably made some generalizations. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, is the information exactly 100 percent like just dead ass? It's wrong. In the context in which he gave it, it's wrong because he singled out black people. Okay, so you say black people, the cause of us getting killed by this disease is smoking, drinking. And no, drugs. No, then, no, then, no, if that's no. the case, then it's the case for almost everybody in America. That's what Rod is saying. That's what Rod is saying. Rod is saying that the information in itself wrong for obese it people. Is. For obese He's people, asking. It is. I'm I'm talking about all people. I mean, I get the, I get what he's saying. I get right. that when he singled out us. But Rod is asking is the information that he's giving out as far as like. America, be healthy. You know what I'm saying? Is that information wrong? No, the information he's saying is not wrong. It's the fact of that you singled out. See, so it's like this: like we both, we both arguing on the same on the same points. I think it's like was the information wrong? Absolutely not. It's not wrong. Was it the contents that he put it in? Did he try to single out a, a single group of people? Yes, if he would have said America. And what the fuck he said. If he said America, Americans, Thank you. you need to stop drinking and smoking. Thank you. Thank you. That would have been then, you know what I'm saying, we, we could we could have took it better. You know what I'm saying? If he would have came in it's like this, black people, y'all, listen, if he said Americans, y'all need to stop drinking and smoking. Black people, listen, y'all got all these extra amount of situations. This is why it's a little bit more dangerous for you guys. So please save your big mama. It's all in the way you put it there. So right. I'm going to add this, too, because my mom and I, we talked about this to some degree, and she made a very salient point. Doc, mom was pretty much, she was like, look, Russ, you know, realize, you do realize that whenever a white person has a cold, black folks have the flu. Whenever black, whenever white folks have, you know, a problem, we then have the epidemic. And I think it's exactly right. Because, again, it goes back to the fact that in some cases we do have pre-existing conditions that have been underdiagnosed. Right. But I will also add this, though. I go back to the fact that statistically, how many white people are there in America compared to black people in America? 
Okay. There are more white people in America. So having said that, then I would have, I could have appreciated this point better had he been more statistically correct. Because again, you take a look at the fact that you look at these numbers right now, and then all of a sudden it's exploded. And let's be real, a lot of us want to believe that we were genetically predisposed to COVID-19. We want to believe it. No one, we didn't talk about it that much. But now it's people are talking about it. And I will add this, God forbid, please help me. But the thing is, is that I, I, you all realize that the president basically initially was saying we're going to now cut funding on testing people for this thing, yeah. right? He said we're going to cut funding for testing. And when did he say he was going to cut the funding? When it was discovered that African Americans were being disproportionately impacted by this disorder. I'm sorry. I got a problem with that. Yeah, the, the, I'm the, glad the, to know that now they put it back. That is real curious. I'm not going front. The timing for that is real curious. I yeah. just agree. Yeah, yeah, most better. Most okay. better. Bottom line uh, is, got, you know, uh, information. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Nigga, I just said I'm done moderating. Look, God, man, thank you for yo, yo, thank you for joining for joining us for this part of the conversation. Yo, you gonna stick around? I'm happy to do it. I mean, go ahead, look, go ahead and stick but around. I, stick around. Be, thank you for check the pleasure, your man. Food. Make sure you, you check out the food, though. Okay? Don't burn that up. Yeah, whatever yeah. you cook on the grill, burnt by now. That shit is you know over with. I took it off the grill, though. Don't, 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 don't burn that chitlin loaf. Yeah. Now look, now look, we get we're about to jump into a section called the unpopular opinion. But before hey. we do that, before we do that, we do have another guest joining us. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh guest is joining us, definitely a friend of the show. You Who? might know him as Dunifer Duval. Hey. You might know him as Sean Don. Hey. You, you might know him as a couple of thousand different names that I can't even go in right now because if I went into all of the names, we'd be here for another hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? Look, ladies and gentlemen, CEO of Golden Era Music INC, Finny and San Omer, what's up? Rufus. Rufus. Cheers. I go to the bathroom. I don't have a pre existing. <laughs> I mean, oh. we've been talking and talking, and he just been down there sipping and sipping. So this is yeah. oh, oh, almost forgot. Yeah, also known as DJ Finn. That's the other one I completely forgot about. You know, just just just, just call me the test get cut. But look, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where you know. Those bandwagon opinions, you know, the opinions that everybody jumps on and, you know, want to roll with them as being the undisputed truth. However, uh, we have a gentleman on the show that cuts against that grain and he always shares how he cuts against that grain. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rob Von Doom's The Unpopular Opinion. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh -oh. Let's get uh -oh. it. Nigga, what's on popular this time? Oh, God. He's already ready for this atomic bomb. That I'm oh. Do I need to get a drink for this? Do I need to get yeah. a drink for this? Y'all get, get, get a drink. Get a drink. Everybody got your drink. Everybody got your drink of choice. It's me. I know jungle juice over there. Okay. Ah. You know what time it is. 
Omega, Omega Britain, uh, he building shits in his bottles, his wine bottles. This <laughs> unpopular opinion. Um, it's, it's one that it, it's not new in the sense that it is the base that you will see or have seen on social media. But um, I'm bringing it up here today, right now. And my unpopular opinion is that Tupac mm. is the most overrated rapper okay. of all time. Of all time. Overrated, overrated, overrated. Now we can talk about uh, why, and I know I know the, the, the counters that a lot of people will come up with is that uh well he had the best the greatest impact that may or may not be true and that's probably very debatable but it's all a rapper uh my 17 year old son got more bars than tupac mm. now mm. a song hell yeah even when you moved away, I can make you happy. Playing it just so you better understand. But as far as being like a, a, a MC, he, Tupac is not a lyricist. No definitely not. But that's the thing. We, nobody ever said he was a lyricist. Like for real talk, like that yeah. word in the, talk about in the Tupac conversation. All they say was impact. His disc records and his persona. Uh -huh. No, the lyricist. So that's why I like this conversation continues to stretch out. Because if the lyricist word ever got thrown in, conversation ends tonight. Right. Uh -huh. Like immediately. So, okay. so, but so like, no, no, go ahead. Finish your point. Finish your point. Yeah, I was saying, so like the, th the thing with Pop, he was just more outspoken. Mm on records and off records. So that was the appeal and the attraction to pop. That's why most people, I mean, that's why they say there's always two people in the world. There's two kinds of people. There's Biggie fans and there's Tupac fans. And the Tupac fans will never say, yo, he can out rap Biggie. Mm -hmm. Because that's a lyricist conversation. They just say, well, he did more to impact the hood, the streets. We, you know, we, we, we feel the black man's plight through Tupac. Biggie was just always talking about popping Chris style and being with the flyest broad. That's where the arguments lives. That's mm -hmm. where it festers. So we can all say, yeah, he's overrated, but in what part of the conversation is he really overrated? Great so point. Great that's point. That's all Give me one second. You brought up his disc record, even his disc records to me. I mean, what disc records, plural, did he have other than hit him up? Which to me was just a flurry of, of of cuss words and I fuck your bitch and all that. I mean, again, really the best uh, uh, lyrical delivery. It was just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I could record uh, uh, five minutes all time about I fuck your bitch a hundred times and, and you know what I'm saying, call it, you know, talking about a nigga sickle cell anemia. And shit. I mean, it was just, it was, it was. He, he was a great writer, okay? It, it, he, 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 <laughs> yeah, he, but I mean, he, he, he mastered, he mastered how to put together a song, okay, big time. Uh, he gave us, he gave, look, I'm sorry, he gave the industry 
the uh the the rapper the the rapper blueprint or the costume as i like to call it okay he was the costume that every rapper well not every rapper but every commercial rapper put on and followed for years to come that was a result of his whole persona and a lot of times like i don't know why we always do this i don't know whether it's just black people or humans in general like Humans are so complicated and you can see yourself as a complicated being like I'm multi-layered but then when given a choice it's got to be this or that and I hate I fucking hate this or that like I I hate that shit because there's so many different factors again environment circumstance word choice like there's so many different layers to everyone and how those layers come together determines how you feel about a particular person or a particular situation or and just one of those thin layers removed could be the determining factor of mass appeal versus not being appealing to the mass like it's so like everything is like not just either or so tupac was a whole package right he was ex- aesthetically pleasing to most he was a great he had a great persona his smile was amazing he had good lyrics good lyrics not great good he had some great production you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and all of that culminated to the 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 person that we all remember but given like one of those things removed like if he had a tooth missing he might not have been the fucking Tupac that we remember today, because people probably this nigga didn't change clothes again. Where people will probably be fucking with him, like they fucking with him now, right? Or if he had gone to his boy, who had been—I'm sure he had one—who had been producing music since they were little kids. You know what I'm saying? And went with his his beats. He might not have been. The same Tupac as we saw with Suge and Dre. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like there's a there's so much in that, and it's so subjective. And we'll get to it a little bit later, but you know, the, it's yeah. subjective, right? You know, the, you know, I got to give it to him for the simple fact that he put in work, and he taught a lot of West Coast rappers how to do work. I saw an interview with um, uh, Daz. And they were talking about like them being in the studio and they were just sitting there smoking and getting high. And Tupac tapping the walk and said, yo, man, how many songs y'all got? He said, oh, well, we just working on this one. He was like, yo, y'all supposed to be working all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? He left out of that joint with like seven, for seven joints. We got them motivated to go in the studio and just and do work. I mean, I can't knock the dude's hustle. You know what I'm saying? He had, you know, he, he, he took it and he, he built himself a brand. You know, a lot of cats forget he used to dance for Digital Underground, you know, and, you know, doing a humpy hump. But at the same token, you know, I can say the same thing about busting rhymes, you know. Mm-hmm. I was all about leaders in the new school and the sob story. When all of a, when all of a sudden you start fucking them getting cocaine from fucking um, Liberia and shit and, you know what I'm saying, and shit like that, you know what I'm saying. When you start, you know, all that stuff. I mean, 
Yeah, Tupac, you know, I, I, you know, and, you know, his mom's, you know, he, he got on the point and he was telling people, you know, he, he talked to biz to, to people that didn't know. Uh, lyrics, lyrics to lyrics, nah, Biggie, Biggie would eat them up, lyrics, you know what I'm saying, MC-wise. And you, know, the same, you know, at the same time, you know, you can you can actually have that same, you can have the, a similar overrated conversation about Biggie as well, because you know, I I say it all the time that, that Biggie, what makes Biggie, huh? Yeah. You can know about how much catalog Biggie got. Exactly, and that to me, that's the thing about Biggie. He doesn't, you know, we talk about him as being one of the greatest of all times. However. He did not have the catalog that that a lot of the greatest have. He's yeah, like James. He's like James. Rock Kim is an ill writer in his day. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't have the catalog. Right. You know that I can say they sit there and say that he is. Okay, the, you can say that about Rock Kim. You want to go by that? I'd have to say that on Rock Kim shit because Rock Rakim, Rakim, and Kane. When you when you think of greatest of all time, and that, and that's the reason why you give pop. That's why the reason why people give pop so much because to be a goat, you have to change the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nobody was rhyming like no one was rhyming like Big when Big came out. No one was rhyming like nobody was rhyming like um, Rakim when he came out. You know what I'm saying? No, like in the era, if you drop Rakim. Where he was at, niggas was still rapping like Scuba Duba. Everybody came through to be You know what I'm saying? So they wasn't, they wasn't like You know what I'm saying? So he put, he put together, he put together something. So yeah, Rakim is one of the most, one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Shoot, especially when he came out with some stuff when he was older. You know what I'm saying? He still had bars. So I, I, I think I want to, I want to disagree with the Rakim statement. I don't know. The question is, this is about Biggie though. The thing is about Biggie, mm-hmm. even though he had a um a limited catalog but look what he did with the time that he had you know what i'm saying he had time good point, good point. artist he had time to to carry a whole entire label and take back you know say the championship from the west coast you know what i'm saying like he shut that whole thing down in the limited time that he had plus when he rapped even when he kicked a simple bar his simple bars sounded better than your best bar that was the thing. Biggie brought a style to the game yeah. and slow and the cadence. He had everybody's mm. strengths. He had everybody's strengths and none of their weaknesses. He told stories like he told stories like Slip Rick. He had expressions like Big Daddy Kane. He had lyrics like Rock Him. He had the, you know saying the street stories like Fuji Rap. He had like he basically took everybody's strengths and became and became big. Where a lot of people could not compete. Hey, check this out. Hey, pause. Does somebody have like a TV playing in the background or something? Yeah, I'm outside. I'm sorry. I have someone talking. Okay. <laughs> Mute your stuff, Doc. <laughs> Regulate, Doc. Tell them to shut You're ruined. You're ruined. Hey, but, um, not good. I'm so glad I got headphones on right now. <laughs> good conversation though y'all you know what i'm saying tupac was dope like he was a great artist you know what i'm saying um uh he did have a tremendous impact and all that type of stuff you can't deny that like nobody can deny that i'll argue somebody down you know what i mean but i guess i'm just one of them them, them old lyricist lounge ass niggas you know what i'm saying <laughs> me too you're a backpacker 
I'm a bad Hey, I feel I feel the same way about salt and pepper. There's like two salt and pepper songs that I'd ever play. But they got catalog for days though. Yeah, they got catalog. I get it. I get it. I get it. But but the question about catalog. I just not my they're just not my type of hype. And I but however, however, <laughs> there's catalog, but then there's quality catalog, right? I appreciate what they lend to this to this culture. Like I completely, I cannot deny that, and I celebrate that. But they're just, I just don't like their music. It's like I can't, like I said, oh. I can't deny Tupac. Yeah, we're, we're speaking the same language. I can't deny Tupac, but I just, he's, I'm not a fan, really. It's like Beyonce, yo. It's like Beyonce. Beyonce is a great entertainer. I can't oh. get away from her, but it's right. Right. as far as chops and singing, nah, dude. You know what I mean? There's so many, there's so many other, there's so many others out here that are blow out the water. But she is a great entertainer. She's a great package, and you know what I'm saying. And and she has a shitload of cameras. Dude, she has all those layers are fine. Like um, all those layers are great, right? Exactly. So I can't, I can't, I can't knock her. You know what I'm saying, but you know. Now, 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 she's a, she's a Marie with better backing. I'm not exactly. But I'm not a Marie whole entire. Yeah, I said it. Yes, I said it. Yeah, man. Thanks, Tico. The Beehive's gonna come after us now. Thanks. This underrated. Is a vampire. Beyonce. All the energy from a Marie. Vampire. Thank you. Thank you. And then we we like look at who she did songs with, and they just vanished. She did songs with uh, what's the Spanish broad? The uh, Shakira. Shakira, yeah. Shakira was uh, hip shake. Oh, she was out of here. She did the song with um, the broad that dressed in meat. What, what's her name? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah. Made, her, made her look normal in the video. Took all the makeup off of her, and then she was out of here. Like, Listen, <laughs> some would someone say the same for KRS-One. Mm. Oh. Oh. Hold on. Oh. 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 Oh, we got to build on that. We got to build okay. on that. Okay. Oh, back on you. We're back on YouTube, I believe. Somebody check it. Um, but yeah, someone say like Channel Live. What about Channel Live? What about where they smoke too much ism? No, 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 no. What about ism? What about Channel Live? No, that there's a there's a rumor, urban legend that people that he fucks with just just go to the wayside. Did he too? Did he uh, have to say? Like they, they have one or two hits and then it's like. Diddy got. I was in that conversation. They were good, but they weren't gonna last long. Nah. I mean, Channel Live was 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 what Group Home was a better version of Group Home. That's what Channel Live was. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, so they, as they was they was they was basically. They were on the same level. The they were on the same level. There was a group in the moment. They, they they there was nothing that was really like attractive to the Channel Live brand. It was like that right. was it. It's for they, it's like, it's, they come they come in the same ilk as sporty thieves. They like sporty thieves. It's like you rock with them a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because they there, you know what I'm saying? And then, think, but but if, if Brando didn't die, I think they would have made they would have made some more more moves because they had remember like right. those were the like they were under scheme. You're right. They, yeah. They yeah. yeah. That would have been because the type of music they was making, they was making real disrespectful music that we loved. Right, you know what I'm saying? True. Very and, true. And Very true. Nice. Hold up, the whole whole type. But y'all, y'all are explaining the reasons why. I'm just stating the simple fact that. Hey, P. But wow. you said you said that Group Home and Channel Live were on the same level. They were. No, 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 no. Not. Let me challenge you to remember 
any song other than Mad Ism or Channel Live's album. What the hell was Channel Live's album called? Uh, <laughs> he loved it. He no, loved it. Oh, station identification. Uh, yep. I know the single after that was Reprogram. That's because you got elephant memory, nigga. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying the only re- the only reason why the only reason why we we have group home in our lexicon is because of Primo. The beat Very true. Very true. Channel Live, Channel Live could rap. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you take if you take Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Primo shit, guess what? They're the best group in America at this point in time. Channel Live Hey, 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 hey. Look, little Dat, little Dat could rhyme. I'm not sure what the hell Melakai the Nutcracker was doing. Malachi couldn't even read. His name was Malachi the Nutcracker. His name was Malachi the Nutcracker. Malachi couldn't even read, my nigga. Nowadays, nowadays, if y'all say his name, y'all need to say a pause after that. Malachi the Nutcracker. Pause. The thing about about, um, Group Home, Mm -hmm. outside, of course, Prince's production, it was the combination of their voices. Mm -hmm. Sonically. They yeah, were yeah, better yeah. than Channel Live sonically. They so, Sandy, would you consider that part of the part of the music, part of the sonics? Like, would you like? So, we categorize things like we have to put things in a certain box. And I listened to, and this is funny. This is happening right now. Mm-hmm. But a, a high school friend of mine has a podcast. It's called I don't remember. Anyway, so I listened to it today, and the episode I listened to was music versus lyrics. And again, it's an either or. Like there was an either or, and I hate either ors. So I was um, reluctant to listen to it to begin with. Okay. But the struggle behind the like, say Primo. So their examples were if these four different rappers or groups didn't have primo beats, then they probably wouldn't have got as far as they got. So is it music or is but, it lyrics? But not necessarily the struggle that all Nas fans have. Because you have a group called the NYG. The group called NYGs works with Premier. Premier produces a lot of their records. Mm-hmm. They didn't. No. They but it doesn't, I mean, that, that, I I'm not yeah. talking about you know, who didn't right, I'm not talking about who didn't pop. I'm talking about who did pop. But that's because there are a lot of of groups. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, because like the way the conversation is going, it's like, well, if Primo didn't do it, would they be here? But look at the people that Primo were there for and gave them high quality beat, and it just didn't work. Because but it's not just it's not just that either or. It is timing, environment, and word choice. Like there's all those different things. I mean. like one of the people on their list. So you said if Guru, if Guru came back with Pete Rock, would Guru be the gangstar be gangstar? Is that right? Right, that kind of thing. So they they like examples were Jay Rue the Damager. Like if he didn't have premiere on that first album, I find Jay Rue to be a lyricist. Like I the strong lyricist. Like he wasn't on my list. Or Pete Rock. And CL Smooth, like CL Smooth would not have been able to make these are their assertions. Um, Pete Rock, uh, CL Smooth would not have been able to make it without Pete Rock. 
I don't believe that. I, I think that T.L. Smooth is a str- pretty strong lyricist. Like, he's not in my top ten, definitely. But he's a good picture builder. Like, and what else did they say? Group Home was one of them. Um, but does, I mean, and it's, it's, again, here we are with the either or, but I think that a lot of times people like the whole Pete Rock and CL Smooth thing, that's branded in everybody's brain. Like once you hear Straighten It Out or, um, T-R-O-Y or a myriad of their other things, like you, you in your brain, your brain melds those together. So you can't really, if, if that's all there is, you can't really see anything outside of that or visualize anything outside of that but I think lyrically CL is a lyricist he's just always been on Pete Rock Pete. what you got Doc? Good question can you actually break apart a lyric from the musicology and yeah. I raise that question because if you take a look and please forgive me for bringing this analogy up if you take a look at Ja Rule and how he kind of remixed some of JLo stuff sorry but Ja Rule, just the production value actually catapulted that towards, I guess, record sales. So the question is, is what's better? Are we listening to the record? Are we listening to the music? Are we listening to the lyric? If you take a look at someone or we remix something, you know, all of a sudden the remix, is this what we're looking to? Are we looking at the producer? Are we looking at the lyricist? So a lot of times the, mu- the music is the honey that gets you to swallow the pill of the lyric. Right, right. Yo, guys, it's like this. Like I, um, when she went to go, you know, she's she's a DJ now. She's uh, she's she's practicing. So, yes, you, fool. And and um, I went ahead to practice, and I bought like two CDs, and um, I like to hear the new shit, but I like mixes. I love mixes. I just love the way mixes go. So I'm um, being a blend specialist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm listening to the, the the new rappers, but they're rhyming off of old beats. And I get to hear the lyrics that these kids are kicking. I'm like, oh, he's really spitting some shit. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because, I, you know, the beats per minute now are not really kicking with me like that. You know, I still, I still like that boom back. But the music is the it's the honey that gets you to swallow the pizza. The honey was like that, but it made them slow the legs down, and I got to listen to what these young cats are talking about. I'm like, yo, yeah, these kids are really out here spitting some. They're really out here spitting some things. My, my son makes music, and I, I, at a certain point a few years ago, I was like, you need somebody to mix and master your music, and he's completely self-taught. Like my kid knows how to play like five instruments, and he ain't ever took no, no lesson. So. Right. He was like, I just, want, I just want to teach myself. I want to teach myself. And I was like, all right, whatever. And he, he was like, plus, all you old people want boom bap. And that's not the thing now. And it's not. And it doesn't appeal to me. Like, I like, like, it speaks to my soul. Now they have a whole bunch of, it's like heavy hi-hats and almost no bass. Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't generation, Right? And it's generational, I get it, but he's right. Like, our generation likes the boom bap. And that is what we, like, if we hear a boom bap, we're going to listen. We're going to listen to the song 
we might catch the lyrics, but we're definitely going to listen to the music. Nowadays, it is. But I'm going to tell you this right here. It's not going to work for us. As an old rapper, as an old rapper, this new stuff is way easier to freestyle to. Like, it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I asked Finn the same thing. Like, you, you got on the trap beat before, like, in the shower and just start rapping. That shit is so easy to rap to. It's like, yeah, I see why they do it. Now, I'll say this. As a, as a as producer and a DJ, I like some of the new stuff. Not all of it. But the thing is, I like, I like to put it in perspective. Like, J. Cole, his last album, he still gave you bars. And he rapped over trap beats. Yeah. The thing is, as long as the beat is dope, I don't care. If the beat is dope, it's dope. But I still want to hear bars over the beats, regardless. Right. I'm a boom bap enthusiast. I love the boom bap of course. That is my heart. That is the cornerstone of my being. But right. I turned down. Good is good. Music. Good, good is good. My love for boom bap. If the music yeah. is good, it's good. But I still want to hear bars. A lot of the kids today, they just go off of, man, it's the vibes, man. And that's their thing. And I'm not here to try to change their mind of what they should look out for, because this is their time. Right. But this exactly. is right. And they're gonna rap the way they wanna rap, and we just gotta accept it. We still have our own. And at the end of the day, it's not like people stop making boom bap. You know what I mean? Like you can still get it. Doing it. Little brother gave you the dopest boom bap record of twenty nineteen. Exactly. Like, like you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's still there. Where's the five nine? Still there. Right. Like, you, we're not still there. They're just not on the radio. We're not. We're not. We're not. So as to have a wedge for making generations. It's just like, yo, I like what I like. And if this is dope, I'll rock with it. If not, so be it. And it's right. the same on the other side of the street. If the young kids don't want to rock with it, they don't got to rock with it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. We I'm sorry to cut y'all off. Turning no up to them because once upon a time, we were 13. And we were snobs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you would look at people like, if you don't turn on some, some, uh, some, some, uh, some B.I.G., you better get out my face. Like, you know, oh, it was like this. If, if the cancer, if the cancer only... ruckus records, you could, right. if we, you wasn't listening. Yo, you not on ruckus? I'm not listening to you. <laughs> 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 Hip hop is the only music thus far through the generation of time that parents are able to unite with their children like it's it the first the shared genre because when huh well, not. Oh, what's up Chico look man what King y'all trying to build off what King was talking about as far as the boom bap is concerned as far as like when we hear it we will automatically want to listen to it uh being a, uh, a doctor of uh, communications and um I've studied advertising because that's what I wanted to get into um knowing that the advertising knowing that that they they purposely put boom bap in commercials in order to get us to start listening to it and i've noticed like now they're not so much putting those commercials in those heavy markets like mcdonald's mcdonald's would 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 would, would, would gladly put a old boom bap hit in there and put an r&b joint in there you know what i'm saying and but i, I don't see and reaching out to these younger kids, do you think because of the music, because it doesn't have that that that, that frequency to catch your catch your ear like that? that they're not, to respond. They're not it's the buying it. power. It's the buying power. Who has the power to buy stuff? Old oh, niggas. They're listening to boom bap. Well, right. 
And I think it's a good way to put it. I mean, the reality is like, oh, my son bankrupts me every other month. I mean, the reality is that, yes, we have the money to buy stuff. So they're going to put stuff out that appeals to us. Of course. That's how the game works. You right. follow the money. You follow the money. These young kids ain't got no cash. They get it from us. Right. Right. So right. You, cater, you cater to the people with the bank accounts. That's where you go. Okay. I mean, that's how it works. That's how hip hop works, and that's how advertising works. You go where the money's at. If you don't right. go there, right, right, you know what I'm saying. You're wasting your time, and you're gonna go broke. Yeah. If you're not, that's what I'm saying. If you don't, if you Cadillac is not saving, is not, is not buying. Yo, you're not buying a Cadillac right now unless they put the the L the uh the Run the Jewels joint on that shit. Right. <laughs> My God. Uh, Ladies what? and gentlemen, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rob Von Doom, thank you for uh, this um, unpopular opinion that went in so many different directions. It was beautiful the way it came out. That, that's that's what I do. That's specialty. I create conversation. That that's what I do. Thank you. <laughs> hit him in your right hand. Hit your head on that, Rob. <laughs> yeah, hit him with that smile, bro. Hit him with that give smile. It me, give it to me, baby. Give it to me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. There you go. There you go. All right. Look, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and talk about it. We had versus last night. Primo versus RZA. Listen. Thoughts. Thoughts. Panel thoughts. I want to I, hear it. I to preface this whole conversation by saying that when I woke up this morning at 830 and I normally work up at, wake up at 630, I knew. This is the new normal. I knew, like I, I like woke up this morning. And I felt like I had gone to a whole party last night. Like I actually yeah. was sweaty enough to have to take a shower before I went to bed last night. And I was just in my room, in my bedroom, wow. with my Bluetooth speaker on, listening to this and dancing, 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 dancing. Well, you do have the heat on hell over there. Um, Look, yo, to me, I, you know, I enjoyed it because I knew the songs. I just wish that Rizzo had got his his sound together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, yo, if you sit, nah, I want to say this. You if you listen to 36 Chambers, you got you to forgive Rizzo because the first 36 Chambers but, sound like crap. See, that's the thing I'm talking about. I knew the songs, so once he played that shit, I was like, it was already in my head. Like, right. I can hear the bass. I can hear the fucking, <laughs> I can hear all that shit in my head. So I knew he was coming at. And uh, to me, I, yo, dude, I got to give it to Rizzo, dude. To me, first, I have to give it to Rizzo. And the reason why I say it, and the reason why I say I give it to Rizzo, man, he was just hitting with those, you know what I'm saying, with them boom bats and, 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 you know, I, I love, I love from there, man. Don't get it. I know you are a woo purist like that. And, and, and it's supposed to go into overtime. It's supposed to go into overtime. Okay, look, look, and, and I've always said this, if, uh, you know, if, if, a, if I had a soundtrack for my life, it would be produced by DJ Premier. I'm a boxing fan as well. Uh, so I always do scorecards when I'm watching a big fight. I did the same thing last night, and I only took it for the first 20. Anything after the first 20 was, to me, was just play, was just playing around. And those that follow me on social media, 
I called it after round 15. To me, after round 15, Premier had won it. Reason why I said reason why I said Premier won it. The first five rounds, Premier, you know, Premier dominated like four to one. Rizza, mm-hmm. Rizza dominated, dominated round five through mm-hmm. round ten. The minute mm-hmm. round 11, 11, 11 started, mm-hmm. Rizzo started throwing solos and it was over. First, Rizzo took three rounds in, in, the, in the first five, and, and here's why. Because Primo, I gotta hit this. let me tell you, Primo has the skill of choosing the correct counterpunch. Because round one shook him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Round yeah. one kind of Primo. Because like, let, let, I, I took notes. I took notes. I, I'll break it down to you. So, uh. Jizzy came out with the, with, with, with the, I mean, I mean, Rizzo came out with the Jizzy joint, and then mm-hmm. Primo followed strong with Jay Z, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Rizzo comes out with Bring the Pain, and yes. then he follows up with MOP Rules of the Game. That wasn't right. He didn't play any up. No, yeah, that, that and he didn't produce any up. He didn't any up. Produce any up. He didn't period produce any up. Rules of the Game. Yo, sorry, I digress. And rules of the game against bring the pain. That was that was that was bad choice. That was, to me, that to me that was the round. That was the round that uh, Rizzo won in the first half. Yeah, it, to me it was one think, one after think, that. So Rizzo just came out the gate. One, he's somebody granddaddy on internet. But aside from all of that, Premier had his. I think Premier had planned his like. Until we got to the end where he played fucking Christina Aguilera and all that shit. But when you, he signed himself in my pot bag. I think think that Premier had his shit planned. Reza didn't really, like the first seven to eight, nine, ten songs, he really didn't, he was just going based on feeling. And I'm a feeling person, so I get it. Like, I completely get it. But he didn't plan like the up ramp of what what was supposed to happen. Primo did. So as it got to like here, Primo had something for him. When he got to here, he had something for him. When he got to here, like here, he had something for him. Listen, Primo is a terrible spades player. He had all the trump cards and played everything wrong. Yeah. Like, you come out hard first, yo. Let me tell you. On that tenth, on that tenth joint, I mean on the twentieth joint, if Rizzo would have played Triumph to end it, it would have been a done deal. It would have been a done deal. Which one? Were ten crack commandments though? No, no, no. That, that, that's the only thing that could counter fucking the team crap man. I mean, cream, cream. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. As much as I love trying. Because me, you re- remember now, in the battle, which is so subjective, that is, that song won a fucking Grammy, yo. <laughs> so, like, I, I think, like, the all of the different things that people are thinking about that song encompassed a lot of them. Like every, you know, I love, I have a love hate relationship with that song because that was my uh, first dance at my wedding song. I'm divorced now, but still, like, uh, 
but but I, my my whole thing is Preem did uh, like <laughs> y'all made the the, uh, the Spades reference. I mean, he was he was coming out with with like the two of clubs and shit. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he was playing real. He was playing like and and Perry. We talked about this on my page. I fucking hate real hip hop. Thank Pre- you. That's I, 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 I don't know why he picked it. I honestly don't know why he picked it. Crap. That's like his, 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 you his, his, what? Listen. That's the is real hip hop. That's the wackest uh, beat that Premier has ever made. Because you know who owns that song? Pete Rock owns that song. As thank you. The remix. It's Listen. so much better. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. Like, like hey, you can own that song. Like, like, I said, like I said, Primo was playing with RZA mm-hmm. at the beginning. And mm-hmm. Finn, you made the point that it shook. Primo, I don't know if it shook him. I think Primo was legit, like, yeah, well, you know, kind of like tongue and cheek. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that shit. I don't think it really rattled him. I think look at his face. Look at his face. Pete round seven. Risen played protect your neck, and Premier plays living proof. That was a counterpunch. That was a counterpunch. That was a weak counterpunch. He, yo, protect your neck. Protect your neck. Primo has, enough, Primo has enough ammunition to go against protect your neck, and he plays living proof? Come on, son. That was it. Okay, you're, you're, right. you're right. You're right. I agree. I agree. I agree. What I'm going to say is this right here. We all thought Primo was going to come in here and smash RZA because you know what it is? We all forgot. We all forgot who RZA was. No, we didn't do that because I'm not, I'm not to the level. Like I'm a fucking Wu fan. I saw Wu twice last year, and I paid for it. Like I'm, I'm, but I am not a purist. I'm not a Wu purist. So anybody that you see that says Wu, like RZA took this shit, like he blew Primo out of the water, they're a Wu purist. You can't argue with them. Like they, they just. I mean, nothing else is better than Wu-Tang. Um, RZA, RZA gave Primo a run for his money. Yeah, yeah he did. It wasn't a wash. He lost and a lot of up front were saying it was going to be a wash. It's, it wasn't a wash at all. No, like, no. I'm in my room, like, hollering out, like, ah! Woo! That's like, like, both RZA was the underdog off the top yeah. because of the extensive catalog Premier has. So that's why everybody thought, like, oh, he's going to play them Biggie records. He's going to play them Nas records. He's going to play, you know what I'm saying? Like, he can play so many other records and not even touch Gangstar records. That's exactly. how crazy Reach was. Yeah, he so played he like two, right? Track, and he let RZA, he let RZA molly whop him for a few rounds because we started playing incarcerated scar faces. There was a lot of things RZA didn't even play. Yeah. So that, shows, that, that shows you that RZA was prepared. To go to war, he dressed up like a samurai warrior. For God's sake, yeah, yeah. when Rick played, <laughs> when he played, when he played that Nas joint, I totally forgot he did that Nas joint. Well, verbal intercourse. Run by Ghostface and Jada, bro. I was like, oh, yeah. yo, yeah. Played, that's that's, that's my body. For him to play run, to mm-hmm. play run in the battle, that's that's that was a tough card that Rizzo played. And I respect him for that because, like, yeah. that was a, a big record. It was big for, like, us. Yeah. It was a hit. And that was a good thing about this battle between them two. When they started playing their B-sides and joints that mm-hmm. weren't hits, 
compared to every other versus, they play their hits. They played what was on radio heavy, what was number one, top 100. These guys played what was dope. And that's why mm -hmm. this not played the soul records. That's why they it's didn't crack the 250, but it was okay, right? They didn't crack the 250 that T Pain and uh, Lil John cracked. It, 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 okay. it, it got as high as uh, 197,000. Yeah. This rings louder than that 250 T Pain. It sure does. It sure does. Mm -hmm. okay. so we're talking about the Lagalera and the motherfucking um and the joint, um uh the uh the joint, what's it called, play? What? 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 Remember when Mia played the Christina Aguilera joint? Right. He only right. played that because we're a play. Check out my travel pit. That was right. That was right. I love that. I would just like to go on record as saying because I've been fighting motherfuckers all day. Because motherfuckers took their style. They took their style and they sped it up. You know what I'm saying? Which which flipped the whole shit. I, I love that song, man. Not only because my kids like the Flintstones, not only because my kids like the Flintstones. You know what I mean? I was at A3C a couple of years ago, and the Woo was headlining, and they had the nerve to end their set with Gravel Pit. What? I never booed so loud in my life. <laughs> I would have fought the Rizza, the Jizza, old dirty bastard. Dirty bastard. You got Ghostface Killer. You got Gravel Pit at the final song? You don't know. Like, uh, I know what he said, but I'm saying that was a best hit. That was a best hit worldwide. Though. I don't care. Because <laughs> they can. Because they can. No. Come on, people. Nah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I look, look. If I was there with you, uh, we would have been uh, charging the stage together. Probably would have got our asses kicked, but still, we. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You don't end your show with gravel. Play. Black gravel. Gravel. That, that song is. When do terrible. when do you play rap? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. You gotta Never. play gravel pit, right? You gotta play gravel. Yeah, you gotta play. When it. do you when do you play it? You can play it in the night. middle of the set. Yeah, I'm gonna set, um, keep rolling. I've been I've been defending my love for gravel pit all day on the internet. Okay, Listen, and somebody you said if you want to clear, somebody said to Pat, nice wonder if you want to clear the if you want to clear the club out at like two a.m. You just play, play gravel pit. That's the truth. That's true. That is true. And you got damn right. Because when that's all that those horror, you clear the club. Yeah, y'all gotta go. I'll be dancing. Yeah, that's yo. The reason why I think Gravel Pit is so is so popular is because that was some people's introduction to Wu Tang. It's not popular at all. I mean, I hear you on that. I hear you on that, Bishop. Kind of of joint. You know what I'm saying? So it did. It's a little janky and a little cheeky. Awesome, but it's, uh, damn. So I'm with you on that. Rapper had the front. It had the Flintstone. It had the Flintstone theme, man. It was like this. If you think about this, Flintstone soundtrack. It was yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was a Flintstone movie. It was Gravel Pit. Was that? Yeah. Yo, panel, panel. <laughs> question: What round did you think in this battle was the best round? The the closest round. Here's my, here's my, my notes. 
me go to my notes. Yeah, uh, everybody go to notes. Take any notes. I was enjoying it. I was just fanboying that shit for real the whole time. Um, round fourteen was Brooklyn Zoo versus Come Clean, and, that and I heard a lot of people. And that's not even a Rizzo B. That's not even a Rizzo B. What? Brooklyn Zoo. Brooklyn Zoo is not a Rizzo B. What? He didn't produce that. True master produced. Nah, true no. master produced that. Niggas was calling him out on the on the yeah. uh, Instagram yeah. live about that. I know, I know he didn't produce. Okay. Was the one he didn't produce? He didn't produce no. Brooklyn Zoo. Brooklyn he Zoo. He produced Brooklyn Zoo. No. Listen, round ten was dope. Motherless child versus the evils. Uh, yes. 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 Oh. Yes. yes. Agreed. Oh, you know Agreed. What? I missed that one. Uh, it hurt no mistake. So no mistake. Eleven was I good too. Verbal intercourse. So to vote for Preem for round 10 because Motherless Child was so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah but, it the, was. but it's good, though. Like, Can't it's good. And what people feel that, like, you're not, for these two producers, the way they work, you're not going to be able to kind of match mood to mood, right? Because right. they just don't do the same thing. Like, who is dark? They're dark. All that shit is dark. Like, you may be able to dance to it, but the shit's still dark as fuck. Um, I that shit was fucking bugged out for me. Yeah, that bug, yo, I forgot all about the Kanye West shit. That shit was crazy. Now, actually, I gotta give it up. I gotta give it up to round eleven, okay? Yeah, because I am because I am a Nas fan. I give it up to round eleven because verbal intercourse over that RZA track was incredible. However, Nas is like his classic. I'm not gonna lie. I was scared when I heard Verbal Intercourse drop. I was like, I don't know what Cream's gonna do. Oh no! I knew he had to come. He had to come with Nas's life. He couldn't he come with. He couldn't come with New York State of Mind. He couldn't come with New York State of Mind too. He damn sure couldn't have come with Second Childhood. He had. But do you think that they like Round Eleven is what Primo should have been doing from Round One? Because he had the luxury of going second. Mm-hmm. Right. Primo, see, the thing is, Primo said it at the beginning when, when the feed started. I'm not a battle. I'm not a battle guy. He didn't come prepared. RZA, I mean, it, just, just look at the conversation they were yeah. having when RZA yeah. would approach Primo at the club. I got something that's going to smack you, son. Yeah. Smack. He was yeah. already yeah. in battle mode from the jump street. <laughs> so Primo, if he was just thinking like, look, man, I can't let RZA come in here and play these games with me because RZA had a whole entire moment to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He produced for nine artists. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And all their first albums, with the exception of... I didn't really like Method Man's first album, but... What the fuck? That... Co-sign. 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 But as a whole entire body of work, that Method Man album was kind of... Al- that was Al- a weak Al- album. I think you God would have made a better album than Method Man. Now I can't don't co-sign me. that. I can't don't co-sign that. that. You know I'm right. Co-sign that. Met- but, no, you're not right. You're never right. You, no one likes you, God. Yeah, the wackest album I've ever. You're not right. You're never right. So good. So I'm looking at that that I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I mean, look, that Tony Starks, come on, that Jizzle, those was real albums. Met the man, they just do that together. 
They didn't really think that through. Even to take it to another level, because uh, Rob, you remember Month of the Man. You remember how they how how, how Def Jam promoted uh, Red Man, Method Man, Method Man, Red Man. It, you well, know, coming out of the same man. Dark Side was a better hold album. Up, hold up, P. What? You remember? You remember Month of the Man? Uh, yeah. Uh, Def Jam was promoting uh, Method Man's first album, Takao, and Red Man's second album, There's a Dark Side. Yeah. What you remember? What album I was spinning the most? It was "There's a Dark Side." Yeah. It was an incredibly produced album with some sick ass lyrics from Redman. And yeah. Chicago was like, "This is kind of weak." It was weak. <laughs> like, listen, Method. I, look, you know what? I'll put it this way: Method Man is like Jada Kiss, okay? Very dope, but can't put together a solid record to save his life. True that. True that. True that. Now, True that. now. I did like Jada's new album. We're not going to be talking about crazy. I did like Jada's new album. History shows Jada Kiss can never make an album and neither can Method Man. And I am a super fan of Method Man. I've been on tour with Method Man. He just can't connect with the whole entire album. I think his legend precedes the music. But it's why, why, why would that be? Crazy. Why would, why would be? that be, Finny? Why would that be? Like, as an artist, and I'm an artist, but not in that sense. And I'm sensitive about my shit. But why would you not be able to put together a good 10, 12, 13 songs? No, people just can't that, do it. It's just that simple. Like, it's why? just that simple. And why I think, though, what are, what, not what even, now I'm not talking about his specific why. What are the factors that lead someone there? Yes, it, yes. It, it, comes down to this. it comes down to connecting with your producer in the creative process. This is why, like, a gangstar is held so high because the sound that Premier like is perfect. Yeah, perfect for what they were doing. Meth and RZA, it wasn't perfect. Meth well, I can say that because Method Meth Man did call me. I mean, he he called me bitches one time. For the next back in nineteen ninety three, I can see him to work with. Omega, you had something to say, bro. Yo, no, I have this because I want to talk about this. As an artist, you know what I'm saying, that that doesn't fulfill everyone's... Like, I'm dope, right? You know what I'm saying? Dunny could... could I could give you a dope 16, but I, I've i never been a cat that can go outside of a group. You know what I'm saying? You won't you won't catch, like, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't, like, mentally... Like, I could give you I could give you a 16, I could give you 32, I could give you 64 in this one space. But if I'm talking about creating a whole project, I've, I've never been comfortable in that space. And the reason why, and the reason why you haven't been comfortable is because nobody ever sat down with you right. to create your vision. Mm -hmm. that, that was the mistake. See, and, and, and the thing is, and I can speak to that because during the Justice League era, I ain't never been in the studio with Knife more than four times. Right. Okay. I had to produce myself. I had to make Sean Dunn. Knife didn't make Sean Dawn. Right. Christ made Sean Dawn. I made Sean Dawn. I had to take it upon myself to be self-sustainable. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and, and push forward and get outside production. I didn't rely on Knife. I, I never even featured Little Brother on my albums, and I could. Right. I had Pete Rock beats and never used not one, but I could. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, with you and I believed in you from Jump Street. I always thought you was nice. Right. <laughs> you know. <what> I'm saying? <laughs> And and the thing is, 
you just never had anybody that was dope enough to hold the helm behind the boards. Right. And that's my argument with Method Man is the, is the fact that not saying RZA didn't know how to produce Method Man, I just think their chemistry together. Right, 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 right. And that's the whole thing about, I guess, mm -hmm. learning, learning. Like you learn and you execute in different ways. Different people do different ways. They're different environments. But I could only imagine with, I'm just getting started in this music biz. Anyway, I got to figure out a DJ name. But um, I could only imagine the studio setup is the same, right? You go right, in, right. you play the music, put your bars, you rewind. And we do that until the shit gets done, right? Right. But recognizing that everyone learns and performs best under a different environment is the key to shit. But like, you got so, I, 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 we might we might take a ride and then come back and, and refresh and come back and do it, or we might fucking set shit up outside or whatever it is to draw out of that artist who they are to get the best product out of that artist. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, key is the engineer. At the end of the day, when everybody spit their lyrics and it sounds good off of the same track, it's the engineer that comes on and puts everything down and pieces it together to make it feel full. So, you know what I'm saying? So, everything's not done in that fucking, like, one time. But, like, after that, after the, the, the MC or whatever, or singer or whoever leaves, it's the engineer that goes down and spends those many hours laying shit down, making right. shit it is it is a lot of the engineer but a lot of it is understanding who your artist is what they need in order to produce their best product like engineer right. shit if he ain't got shit i mean look, well i take that back look at the this. engineer does with what he has to the best of his ability but look um, at this. a lot of times they make some shit out of bullshit but in, in order as a producer to to make the best product that you can, you have to connect with your artists, and I completely get it. And here's the thing: look, look let's look back into the '90s with the Hitmen at Bad Boy. Yeah. Now, they would always tell like the locks, "Yo, come and spit your bars." They would always break it up and play Tetris with their music. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it took the producer and the engineer to really bring out the best of what. The artist already just spit out. So I think that's what's missing now is yeah. that nobody's really putting put they're not putting forth the work to yeah. make the record. So I don't know if it's not necessarily the work; it's a lack of physical work. connection. So I know I don't I don't do that because my kid makes music and he right. works. But I'm but saying the, 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 the whole it, it is the work at the end of the day because the thing is when you create music. And you're creating music to sell. It is work to make this work at a different level. We can all create music, just create music for each other. But when it's time to sell it, I don't agree because the shit's done by machines. Like you can literally do that shit virtually. That but the it's case. the understanding of the the cosmic connection when no, two people share the same air. If that was the case, then everybody would have a platinum record. No, not necessarily because they don't it's, believe that shit. I mean, like a lot of people don't believe that sharing the same space with someone means a lot. Like looking eye to eye, I'm looking you in the eye right now, but you're not listening to me. 
But if we were in the same room like we were last time we recorded, then you wouldn't be listening to me. It is different. And that that this is the generation of people, kids that don't understand that difference. Like they they get it, but they don't get it because they've done exactly. both. I feel what you're saying. I think I think what Keisha was saying is that the the, the, the music is now just disingenuous. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Because when you got that when you got that actual connection, when you when you rub shoulders with your peers, it's a difference because you could kind of spar it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like this still sharp and still. It's like I wouldn't be as nice if I didn't have a Sean Dawn that I was trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Man, you work in the same store and I can bounce bars off. You know what I'm saying? So so I think I I feel what you're saying with that one. I think I'm I'm on agreement with you on that one. Yo, panel. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's right. why, and, and if you think about it, that's why the people in this chat right now, in this video conference right now, why we have such a, I won't say a total disdain for music today, but we don't connect with the music now because they don't connect with the people that's making the music with them in the beginning. Right. The, the reason why we loved what we love is because those artists were in the trenches with those producers and the engineers at the same time. They were creating a sound. You just don't agree. sit down for me just sending you files. Right. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. Because my kid makes super dope beats and he started on his phone. And like this, okay, this but, is shit I but, like to hear. But again, but, what, what I'm saying is nine times out of ten that connection carries you artists from today that have music that lasts 30 years that we could talk to about right we're talking about music that came out 25 years ago you sound like we, my parents but the thing you is sound that, like my parents when i was talking when i started talking about hip-hop like you really because the technology's changed the methodology has changed it sounds when was the last time you talked about the same came out five years ago hmm? when was the last time you talked about music that came out five years ago like argued about something that came out five you don't even remember what came out five years ago you know why because of the disconnect I'm talking about the connection between the music. I don't care what who sold what, because if that was the case, nobody would watch Premier play any music because it was like he was selling millions of records. He wasn't that guy. No, I, I think that because the '90s is the golden era, and everybody like you can't, but, you and can't you know not, the golden era connection. You are, like, and that's something that I like get sweat on my brow about. Like my, my kids are trying to make sure they just that's us. Like parents would be like Sugar Hill Gang. Or some right. other shit. You know what I'm saying? Not even that. Not even that. Like they're they're our parents were way back past it. They weren't even up on hip hop at all. They were like these are conversations I cause my parents I grew up in a musical, my parents weren't musicians at all. But they loved fucking music. And the shit I played was not they're not about that at all. They weren't about it at all. And the shit you're saying is me having three teenage boys sounds like what they were saying back then like not appreciative of the art at all and i'm always trying to be appreciative of art like some shit is bullshit just like when we were coming up some shit just was not good they're gonna have they're gonna have their they're gonna have their their standout artists like i'm saying like like you know what i'm saying triple x is probably gonna be one of their standout artists you know what i mean forever because of the the the, the mood of his music, the the way, the, how deep his music is, you know what I'm saying? They're going to have their their stuff they're going to listen to 30 years from now. But a lot of the shit, it's like this, what we had, we had a balance. We had our bullshit. We had Doodoo Brown come out. You know what I mean? You didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't go to Trick Daddy for lyrical prominence. 
We went for Drake. Yeah, you don't know that. I did. No, well, I, did. I was gonna say I did. I did. I did. I did. He, no, he had Drake was out. Drake was out. Yeah, Drake was out. Yo, guys, to bring it back in to the topic, okay? How big was last night for the culture? It was phenomenal. You see the people was in it. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why last night was so important because you had two producers from the golden era that made a name for themselves and made the, basically their own hub of music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they played records that for the most part that wasn't on the top, the top 10, Billboard. Everybody else goes to their Billboard list. If Pharrell and Kanye plays records, they're not gonna play none of their B-sides. They gonna play all A sides and everything that was Grammy nominated. Yep. I don't know. Primo, I don't know. Primo, Primo yeah. played no P, dog. Like, that's 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 as real as it gets. And it wasn't it, it wasn't even great MOP that he played. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, come on. Like, let, let me see. What other record that RZA played? That was like, come on, RZA, you played that. I mean, like, he played. I mean, and I love RZA. He played Cold World. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cold. So it's like the that's fact a that's that a Wu Pierre shit. And to go into their bag and play joints that they believe in, records that, you know what I'm saying, that was just really just hard at the end of the day. Like, yo, this is just a tough-ass beat. This is a beat battle at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't a who got the best song. This was like, yo, who had the joints that really, like, spoke to people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about, oh, my, my joint went 15, you know what I'm saying, 15 million times platinum. Nah! Cause at the end of the day, what's another one that uh that that, 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 that RZA played? I mean, RZA played Long, Long Kiss Goodnight, and I rocked with Big. I didn't really like that song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For me to be yeah. on some, that's and a joint. Check and check it out, man. That beat was kind of. Eh, if I was Biggie, yeah. I would. But then Primo came back and killed him using one of RZA's men. Exactly. <laughs> With a bubble exactly. clouds. Yes, with a bubble clouds. clouds never was a radio single. And right. that's why no. battle is so important. Right. Because played records. Long Kiss Goodnight versus Above the Clouds is a important round. Round 16 was very important because none of these songs are on the radio. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But to the people that they are pandering to, these records we know. This is hip hop at its finest because it's like, yo, you playing joints. You're not even going to your single bags, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Prem could have just easily played Gangstar records all night mm -hmm. at the end of the day. He could have played nothing but Gangstar records, or or he could have no, or he could have played every song that he produced for Nas, every song that he produced for Biggie, and every song that he produced for Jay Z, and he could have he could have kept it at that and just sprinkled a so, couple of. Couple of uh, couple yeah, he could have played the whole prom record and, and would have been good. He could have played prom and would have been good. The dude played boom. Okay. The whole thing about it is not only did we get to hear bangers that we like, but we also get we also heard stories behind mm -hmm. the song. And, then, and that right there is what made it classic because number one, it was like, yo, we sitting out here like, yo, that's my shit. Oh, I didn't know you. I didn't know that happened when you did that track. You know, now I feel that song a little bit more. Now I'm a little bit more connected yeah. with that song because I know yeah. what happened. So like, don't people. Right. Taking it back to um, taking it back to the keychain 
It was an old fucking Ikea chair that he had and he put his, mm-hmm. you know, you know that. everybody else just thought it was a bed. I thought it was a bed. I thought he just, sample, but nah, you know, I, I, now I'm like, yo, that's, that's ill. And I, and that's what I enjoyed about it because it was some, you know, especially in the time, because remember, uh, he talked about the Jack the Rapper down in, in Florida, yeah. right? And, um, and he was like, "Yeah, Primo, that's when I mean, that's when we first, you know, what I'm saying, got together and blah blah blah." And I remember hearing that story when Taj came back from Jack the Rapper. He was like, "Yo, that's yeah, that was Atlanta, Atlanta." Yeah, well, yeah, now he said, "Oh yeah, he said that's his group that's coming out." You know what I'm saying? That 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 that, that that's that's you know that Wu Tang. They they came out with swords and shit and started rapping. We were like, "Who the fuck are these cats?" And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, protect the neck drop, and boom, we're like, yo, that was the cast that he was talking about. So yeah, man, like I, I feel it because it, it brought me closer to the music, and it brought me closer to the artist, and, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm digging this right now. I'm really digging For me, to me uh, what happened last night was, you know, we're all having our fun and saying, oh, you know what I'm saying, RZA smashed him. Oh, man, Primo smoked him, you know what I'm saying, blah, 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 but truth be told, Everybody that's saying that, what whatever side that you might be on, you really love the other side too. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So really, hip hop won last night. Exactly. exactly. Two greats from the golden era, from the nineties, uh, actually showing a tremendous amount of respect for each other. I mean, which I didn't expect anything less. I they mean, battled and there was no beef. Like, they battled I, and there was no beef. And that's I how this thing is going. And I didn't expect yeah. that. I didn't expect them to be beefing, but but just to make that point, they showed a tremendous amount of respect for each other's body of work, for each other's talent, for each other's impact in hip-hop. And um, and again, hip-hop won. That, yeah. that was the beauty yeah. of what happened last night. But the, the 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 bandwagoners or the the team players are trying to make it a big beef. It's not. It doesn't have to be. Right. Look. Then let them beef. Let them beef. Okay. And all and let us revel in how beautiful last night was. Right. Him, you know? Now, in, in my card, Premier won by one point. Mm. And, and I came in as a premiere, like, let's go, Primo, you're going to wash him up. Mm-hmm. I, I was so shook after the first seven rounds. I was like, yo, Primo, I might lose this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> what do you think he had it? Like, oh! Now, if they, if they ended at round 20, it would have been a tie. Yeah. If they did not play any more records, it would have been a tie. Not yeah. on my scorecard. Now, my scorecard, like I said, on my scorecard... By the time you by the time you got the round fifteen, okay, to, at that point it was nine five it was nine five one, okay. Jeez, at that man. point, yeah, yep, yeah, that because because I'm sorry, from round ten through round fifteen, actually round sixteen, okay, it was nothing but primo dominance. It was number primo dominance. To me, there was, nah, nothing. Nah, to me, nah, there was nothing. Brown, nothing. Hold on, I got it. I got it right here. Can you play criminology? Come on, man. Nah, son. Nah. Ice cream beat unbelievable in round 13. Yeah, hey. Uh, nah. nah. Yeah, yeah, son. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Brooklyn Zoo, throw Brooklyn Zoo out. I called that a draw because there were two great songs, but also had to throw it out because it's not his beat. Well, now, case, you produced it, though. Now, now, now. I need the familiar. Give me y'all versus kicking the door. Oh, yeah. That, the heart of yeah. beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, like, yeah, but round seven. 18 is criminology against the wick. Nothing Incarcerated Scarfaces and then uh, Premier came back with Boom. That now, was bad. Now, last night I did get excited because I, I love Boom. I love both of those songs. But to me, that round 19 was like the, the unstoppable fucking, you know what I'm saying, force against the immovable object. Like, right. that was. That was the juggernaut and the Hulk running yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I now, mean, I'm no friend. 21 was cream and mass appeal. Listen, like 20, I don't cream and mass appeal. I stopped. I stopped judging after twenty because the rules were twenty. Five. When 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 RZA played Run, Boom should have came after that at least. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 That's good. You're arguing, right? But he hit him. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's falling there at all. Uh, I, I, listen. I don't. If you going if you had seen me in mm -hmm. in here in my bedroom. In my pajamas, listen to these songs, and the it's song will come on and be like, ah! It's a beat battle. He should have came back with around five when, when, when Ghostface. He shouldn't have, if he had, to me, round I'll five would have been because I'll MCs act like they don't know is okay, nah. but that's not my favorite uh, premiere track off that album. He should have nope. at least answered with, answered with Rappers, Rappers are, are in Danger. Thank you. Came back Thank with you. Rappers are in Danger. That's a good Thank point. You. That's a good yeah. point. I'd have played a cheat code. I'd have played a Nas record or a Biggie record and just just, just killed that record. Yeah. 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 Completely shit. Completely shit with the cuts and shit. That's all. With Premier with actually the live cuts. Yeah, the live cuts, the fucking damn three cuts, commanders and shit. I was like, yo. That's some cheating shit, yo. He did, he did a field, so he did the live cuts on Magic. Yeah, listen, he was cheating. That's no fair, man. No, 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 no. Primo was Scott Storch. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play keys live. Right. Oh my God, Finny, can I tell you how fucking creepy Scott Storch looks? Like I tried to watch that battle. I knew it wasn't gonna be shit because Manny only got like. Manny is like super fucking baby Rizza. 
because he only has music from his camp, right? Right. But he played the wrong records. Uh, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I can't tell you because I couldn't watch it because Scott Storch has fucking glasses on and he's playing the piano, but he's not really playing the piano. Like I fucking watch it. And that was the thing. With that battle, again, it came down to the choice of records for rap for each round. Right. Because at the end of the day, if I was if I was if I was Manny Fresh. I would have just pulled the cheat code. Why bother try to like show my range? Let me just sweep the leg. Sweep right. the leg. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. A lot of people That's make it. mistakes. They forget that it's a battle and they're not playing to win. They're just yeah, yeah. They just they there's just, no winner. Fun. Because so if you think yeah. about it, a lot of these people are so far gone from that era of I'm trying to prove myself, so I'm already proven, so it doesn't matter what I throw out. Yeah. But they forget that the fans still respect the work. Right. Like, right, right. If you're going to go for it, go for it. Because we're rooting for you so hard. We're having fights on Facebook. It's the house divided. Like, <laughs> so I'm saying? Like, play your best. Go. That was, I'm not saying you got to was it, Yo, that last night was the equivalent of Duke and UNC. It, it's like one of those situations, like, yo, they, you just cannot. Not you gotta work for it. Got you gotta work for it. Now, the only other battle that's gonna make sense is the Teddy Riley versus Babyface. This what is so that shit gonna be one thing I'll say about this battle versus the T Pain Lil John. Like T Pain Lil John's banter was so much more entertaining. Yeah. Than was. But you know, that's, that tells you, that tells you everything. The band, the band, the band but was it, it was a T-Pain is a funny dude, man. T-Pain is a funny dude, and those songs are just funny. It's but more than the music. The work, the cool music, the work, and the name. No more for me. Sit out, yeah. Cool music. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. If the banter was better than the music, we have been fooled and been listening to cool music. The there you go with the fucking either or again. It's both. <laughs> All yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It's layers to this shit. Pour your drink. It's layers. Yeah. I can leave. Banter was good. It made the shit great. Okay? It had 287,000 viewers. If I want to see Banter, put two that goes on stage and you go to see them at a show and they're a great stand-up comedian and then they get a gig on CBS or ABC or NBC and they're not able to act and interact. They fall. Whoever. I couldn't know. They, <laughs> they
Everybody, I want to. What matchup would you like to see next? I don't see nothing else, to be honest. For real? Because I, I, this was the heavyweight fight, and then permit. I mean, then then Teddy Riley and Babyface. That's another heavyweight fight. Everything else right now is going to be a straight undercard. We've seen. Well, we, I mean, they went we've in the wrong direction, but I, there's. But just Blaze is still out there though. A Pharrell mm. versus. Just Pharrell versus who? Just Blaze. Neptunes. Don't say Pharrell. Just say Neptunes. I can't. I can't. Versus Jimmy Jam and um. Harry uh, Lewis. Well, you mean baby? You are, did you say uh, what I was thinking? Did you say the same thing I was thinking? Baby, uh, uh, LA and Babyface versus Jimmy and Terry. No, LA, LA baby, LA and baby, yeah, Tony and Terry versus R. Kelly. You said who? R. Kelly. No, wait, who, who is versus R. Kelly? Nigga, on these live stream DJ, like Biz does not give a fuck. He will play an R. Kelly song if it calls. The yeah. comments, and the comments, y'all gotta read the comments. Oh, the comments. Wait, 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 pause, 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 pause on the comments. So I, I, <laughs> the comments. I'm attention to the comments. So last night, like, only, like, people with checks were commenting, and I'm commenting too, or whatever. Nigga, I looked, and Kid from Kid and Play made a comment saying, hey, Rizza, where's your white girl? Where is she now? So I had to take a screenshot, sent to my player. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. Now, the real talk. Nobody will believe it. Like, I'm spending my time. I'm not even paying attention to music. I'm scrolling back like I know I fucking saw that shit. I'm scrolling back like I got that. I have to scroll back to a point where I can actually screenshot and send that to them, these guys. The real talk. Uh, I want my Anybody. Who would want smoke with R. Kelly if he wasn't canceled? In, in a perfect world. Yeah, I mean, I'm still with him because he didn't want me. I'm too old. And yeah. like, if he well, admit the heinous crimes he has. Right. Who are you talking about? If you talk about R. Kelly straight on music, the man made I believe I can fly. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just nigga. Yo, the nigga made I believe I can fly. Like, yo. Yeah, Michael Jordan jumping off this <laughs> Besides dead niggas. Like, it's like Michael Jackson and Prince is the only motherfuckers that can fuck on. Who would you choose in that weight class in from from, from, from time R. Kelly coming out in the 90s? Who would you match up with him with? You can't! Everybody's getting wrong. Hold on. Can I, I say something? I want to say something real quick. Everybody's getting wrong. I want to say something real quick. This is what, this is what, to answer your question, he's too strong, you can't win. <laughs> 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 Yo, Rob. You can't win. Can't win. <laughs> Who do you want to say? Yo, Roberts would wipe the floor with everybody because he, he'll True. play all his records. True. He'll play the records. He'll play Sparkle just to mess with you. <laughs> 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 and then he'll go into his, his, his Ronald Isley bag, the Trapped in the Closet series, thirty parts. Thirty six songs. That's thirty six songs right there. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to go. I think the real talk. Everybody uh, right now in the game that was selling records are, are thinking their higher being that R. Yeah, Kelly Jack, Jack, Jack. did not be a part of this. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, I wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind. I mean, we've already heard from Timberland and Swiss Beats and all right. that. Because like, I was gonna put Timberland against Pharrell, and I wouldn't mind seeing Pharrell. That would still be good. I don't. I don't know if you asked the question. Did Tim and Swiss battle? I don't think they did. Did they? Now I thought this is where this all started with them battling. Q Tip, what? Q Tip, man. Y'all keep thinking about Q Tip, you know? Yeah, we forget oh, about yeah, Q Tip yeah. in his in his joint. Hey, yo, we Rob, say me something, yo. Q Tip versus Nike. Who would Q Tip versus Knife Wonder. Molly Mall against. Molly Mall against everybody. Molly Mall against everybody. So nice against Molly Mall against everybody. Q-Tip against Bang. I don't know about that. There was a lot of records that Molly Mall took credit for that he didn't produce. Either. Nah. 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 Because yeah, you might place them and I'm like, wait a minute, did you really do that? Nah. Well, then, then you will put Molly Maul against Puff. Yeah. <laughs> I put, not too please. I, I, please. Sorry. <laughs> he, he agrees with me. <laughs> I put you on that one too, youngin. I put you on that one too, youngin. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do not miss those days. I do not. Say what? I was sad today because today is probably the first year that I haven't got my my boys easter baskets because they're just too old why are you so close um i'm uh coming in the kitchen by the finch cooking my dinner oh okay so you're okay so you're walking <laughs> i need my 3d glasses on no no one wants to see all that now now the next like, but honestly the next battle should be label versus label bad Ooh. boy versus death bro and Death Row will get washed, and here's the reason why. That guy Bad Boy had a better R&B yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, a department than Death Row. Yeah. Oh yeah. So totally yeah. R&B department yeah. of yeah. Now, this is Keisha with the R&B department. Wins all day. Bad Boy washes Death Row. Bad Boy washes so so Death. Yeah. Oh, big time. Big, big time. time. Big time. I mean, look, let's let's look at Bad Boy's roster, shall we? Yes, we will. Locks, Mace, Faith, <laughs> like one twelve, uh, uh, total, and, and Curry. The, the bachelor about total. I remember growing up in New York, listening to ninety-eight point seven Kiss FM mm. when Wendy Williams was interviewing Puff. Puff went on record and said. Yeah, you know, total, they, they, they shab dogs, but they stars. <laughs> oh, they, what? He said they were shab dogs on New York radio, and they still went platinum. <laughs> Yo, nothing was, nothing to stop the machine of Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Yeah. Nothing. No label other than Motown. <laughs> well, folks say he well, has the first two, Huh? Say no, 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 no! Fuck that, Def. You cannot. You can't say that, Def Jam. I was gonna say, Def Jam, Jam has a not, has, can rival no, Bad Boy. Not really. R and B. Not really. Def Jam. Def Jam win because Def Jam was kind of spotty. Def Jam wasn't super consistent. We 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 are falling in love with the idea of Def Jam because of the logo and how they began. But 
Def Jam as a whole? Nah, son. <laughs> Def Jam basically was... How do you... How do you want to say the people that brought us JT Rockefeller without being a part of Def Jam? Rockefeller was like, this would be a benefit to us to acquire Rockefeller. Def Jam didn't go out and seek out Rockefeller to be down with Def Jam. They didn't get Jay-Z. Jay-Z put himself into Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and the R&B, as far as R&B concerned in Def Jam, they know it wasn't heavy. It wasn't it was heavy. We get, what they, yo, they had Jaheim. They had Jaheim. 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 You fucking Jaheim. love Jaheim. You know what? Get him, off, get him off the podcast. I don't want to talk to him anymore. You will not disrespect Jaheim on this fucking podcast. Jaheem? And I'm going. I'm leaving. Wait, 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 wait. It's not oh, Rose even straight, dog. Jaheem? Yo, hold. Jaheim, Bishop, back to your corner. Go over there. Bishop, back, to, go there. back to your corner. Back to your corner. To, to, to contest anybody from Bad Boy? Really? I'm on my mirror. I'm on my and shit for the late <laughs> show. <laughs> You can pick one of the dudes from 112. I don't even know all their names by himself to beat Jaheen. Yo, Jaheen, what? You better put that woman. Jaheen was. Jaheen He looks like he's staying out of peace. Jaheen serves Reggie to the hood. <laughs> I understand that. So, who else? Who else on Def Jam's RB roster can contest? To the conglomerate of bad boys. Man, Indy Ire. Indy Ire was on um, Def Jam uh, I, Island, wasn't in she? All. Huh? I'm hanging. Yeah, I'm she hanging. Was on, she was on. She doesn't have a catalog to test nobody. Lord. Lord. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wrap it up, Pete. Oh, my goodness. Uh, your friend, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, okay. Yo, Tico! Yo, Tico, take your mute button off. Yo, Tico! He on freeze. He's frozen. Oh, there you go. Where you at, Tico? Tico, Tico? unmute yourself, bro. Tico, Betha. We're sideways. Why sideways? We're going to rise. Up, mates! To the top. <laughs> Nobody beats <laughs> Cool music brought you by Tico Lord, Lord, Lord. Yo, Tico, unmute. Unmute, bro. He was there. There you go. He was, yeah. He was he's still muted. He's muted. Tico's gone. No, he's there. He's there. Yeah. He's there. Okay, now, yeah. now there you are, man. Yo, you got anything weird for us today, bro? Uh, yeah, I do, man. I do. Ladies and gentlemen, Tico's Theater of the Weird. Theater of the weird weird, 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 weird. Well, due to the simple fact that we have this coronavirus thing going on, there's a lot of uh, people trying to figure out how to live, pay bills. You know, whether it be your light bill, your car per note, or your fucking rent. In Hawaii, in Hawaii, police have been uh, called in because women have been harassed because 
the landlords are asking for sexual favors in order, in you know, in order to pay the rent. So. Well, you know, after them thirty days, you know, that's probably when they come in and hit you, like you know, what I'm saying, you know, you want to stay up in this place, you want to pay your rent, you know, what I'm saying, give me some of that slobby knob. <laughs> Slobby now. <laughs> so, you know, all I can tell you is that, ladies, there's really no reason for you to be, have no fear of losing your place to stay. <laughs> because the only thing that stays open late at night, as my grandmother says, is hospital and legs. Mm. So, <laughs> can't nobody have the tape, I would like to say, <laughs> yeah. And due to the simple fact that you know, what I'm saying, men, you know, what I'm saying, don't feel salty, you know, what I'm saying, if your ass ain't working and your girl going out there to get there so you can lay low for the next month and play fucking damn uh 2K and shit, don't get mad, just fucking your girl, just, just let it go, you know, it's for a good cause, you know, what I'm right. saying. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's still your girl. She's still, but it's like this. She's still your girl. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. You gotta look at the it's bigger picture. Here. This, this no. is a time not to be selfish. Not to be <laughs> exactly. Not be. There's no need to be selfish on this situation. You know what I'm saying? You got a neck. You got, you got battle rap with my gun is so big and run up on the landlord. My gun is so big. <laughs> so rob the landlord. Very very. Weird, but not so fucking weird. No, that is weird. Can, can I say oh, this right here? You are, can we, are, we, are we serious? Do we not see set at all? I mean, this has been going on for years. <laughs> pussy for rent has been has been a good a pussy for rent payment has been a substitution since the nineteen eighties or beyond. Really? Listen, they live yeah. in Hawaii. Huh? They live in Hawaii. It's always hot there, dog. Live on the beach, b. <laughs> He got to subject himself. Yo, but, but I'm saying ain't no showers on the beach. And salt water don't don't yeah, hold up. Water, look, you can you you can you can replenish your soul in the waters of Lake Honolulu, son. <laughs> 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 Every day, B. Every day. Yo, dive in the water, go dive in the water. Do a sponge and shit and go wash your ass and shit. Man, nah, man. I, I don't I don't I don't believe it. Like, nah, it's like this, like, hey yo, hey. I think that's it's only being reported in Hawaii, man. But I think that has been in Detroit a lot, and also Philadelphia, New York, also Durham, North Carolina. That is a pandemic across the world. You know what I'm saying? Somebody has been laid on rent before and said, "You know what? Come get it." You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if Kevin was a landlord, that's what he would ask for. <laughs> anytime, anytime a landlord come in or the maintenance man come in with a smile looking at you, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he got that glance, you know that glance when he walked by the light. I just need a receipt. I just need a receipt. Okay. Pull us out of this. We need a verse. Pull us out of this. <laughs> hey, hey, you cats and kittens. Meow. I just want to say, with this whole stay-at-home thing, you're home with your kids, take time to make sure that you are focusing on what's important, that is family and love and fun. Um, they're getting on your nerves, which mine do on a regular basis. I have three teenage boys here. But just 
make sure you're taking uh yes yes but that's <laughs> stop it Vinny. um just make sure that you are taking time to understand what your kids are going through through this adjustment a lot of what um dr rob talked about today the understanding in that their complete environment has changed from the time they were in kindergarten to now um not to say that they can't get through this with a little help, but to also understand that there is a change there. And it is not uh, an innate quality to be able to deal with change. You need to help them to deal with change. You need to give them the coping skills that they need in order to deal with this change. So look it up. It's on Facebook. Google it call your school administrators because they're still available. I've been emailing mine for the last couple of weeks on tools to let you know how to help your kids deal with this change. It's not like I'm not like, like I said earlier in today's broadcast, my parents always raised me to deal with the changes, roll with the punches, but there are certain skills to that. There are certain skills that you as parents should be teaching your kids and you may not have done it before because it wasn't necessary before but hey it's the now is the perfect opportunity to teach them the skills they need in order to get through this and also to get into i mean to get through their lives as adults so <laughs> figure that shit out yo parents figure it out if they can get through this, they can get through anything. Yeah. Exactly. No, the funny thing is, it the funny thing is, it's going to be like this. We're gonna, it's gonna be a time when our kids gonna be like, "Yo, remember coronavirus? Mm -hmm. Remember how mm -hmm. coronavirus shut everything down?" Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying that's that's a story. It's like we had 9/11. Yeah. This is their 9/11. This is mm -hmm. their Great Depression. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And it's like this. It's, we got to it this time. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm just happy that it's just a virus or whatever that we can self-contain and not. Fucking deep impact. I just watched that last night. Get the fuck out of me. Yeah, and there's a point that you know, it's a point that you get to really get to know your kids. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, have, I realize my kids like, like really get to know them. Like it's, it's it's different when they go to school and it's different when they come home. But when you right. get to see them on a 24/7 basis, you know what I'm saying? You really get to see. You know what I'm saying? What your kid is really like, and you know, you get to see how messed up of a parent you are. Pretty much. If you if you look at it as a kid like, damn, yeah, you 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 are as a parent. But yeah. <laughs> this time this time is essential, like real talk, because you get to connect with your spouse, you connect with your 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 sons, your daughters, and you get to understand the quality of time. Right. Because before this pandemic hit, we were just everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Running around, worrying about a lot of other things that doesn't matter. Exactly. Yep. Right she now, right, right now, we get to actually hone in into what is actually essential to our being. Right. And, and all this extra stuff means nothing. Right. I feel you, man. We away with all of this. I feel you. Take care of ourselves and our children. That's yeah, the main of this whole thing. This is a this man, man, incredible blessing in the most incredible, you know, negative disguise. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. now's the time to figure out 
how to be better tomorrow. Because if, if you know, whoever you believe in just makes everything disappear tomorrow, what would you do different tomorrow? If you didn't learn from the last weeks, it, then this was just a waste. Right. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I definitely have changed my mindset, especially on how I do business, because you know I run a lot of businesses. So I it even gave me more balance than I already had. Yep. So, you know, being home, I don't even consider this a lock in. This I'm not even affected by it. To be no, honest, I'm, I'm a not, social butterfly. I'm locked I'm not, in. Like I'm I'm almost miserable right now. Like you know, I get to I get to homeschool my son every morning. You know what I'm saying? My wife is is blessed enough to with her job, she can work from home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like now, technically my business is impacted. I'm a DJ, I sell music, I sell merchandise, I'm a self-contained unit, but it's giving me a lot of options to outside of the box and keep the money coming in and mm-hmm. options to survive in this climate. Because we don't know when it's gonna end. Right. So yeah. Thankful. You know, it, it gives me and, and other people, just like, I mean, no matter what, like, you don't have to be an artist to think out You just need to be like, okay, how am I going to survive in this right. and still have a quality of life? And I even if you're not able to, to kind of articulate that at this point, it gives you a point of reference to be, to move forward. And, and if this shit ever happens again, which it will, right, to be able to sustain yeah, your lifestyle. I want to piggyback I want to piggyback on something that Finn said too like at the end of the day fellas listen it's okay to get an OnlyFans page you know what I'm saying somebody wants to look at you that's another that's another income you know what I'm saying that we could get out here get you you know what I'm saying I invite you to go ahead and get an OnlyFans page uh, what will you do? What would what you, would you do, do with the OnlyFans page? What is an OnlyFans page? I don't even know. Bishop, who who is your target market? Exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I want to know. That's a slippery slope. I want to know. I might do one tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> you said fellas. Is it only for fellas? fellas. No, 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 no. no. What no. it is is like this because no, because a lot of a lot of ladies already um. Are all OnlyFans or whatever, but I'm saying work. like that is another stream of income because I'm saying I'm out here for the light skin for the dude for the ladies that like light skin dudes with dad bods. It's a thing. It's a thing. They love it. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> light skin is big. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yo, Finn got an OnlyFans page. Yo, going to drop your OnlyFans page shit. That's how you making money on the extra. OnlyFansFinn.com. <laughs> Casey yeah. grabbed the lobsters from the beach and shit. I'm gonna get one. That's all I do on my page. <laughs> I gotta go pick up my shrimps from the beach. Mm. On a part time strip, I only take my shirt off. Catch me between fucking day nine and nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one tonight. I can use some residual income. It's yeah. your only fans page. Invite your closest friends. They'll get. They'll support you. Why you bullshitting around, though? This is a way that you can make income, that you can have some income coming in. Yep. And when, when shit start rolling back in, you can still have some money coming in. Coming in. Coming in. You feel me? <laughs> um, for you. Know. you. 
you, you mean you mean a residual income from you? I'm not even gonna go there. Damn that. And you know, uh, no, you know, no. John Henry is always in the motherfucking you know, ah, <laughs> on that note. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on Straight to Tape. Uh, Come get your merch. There. Thank you for flowing through on the conversation. Uh, what, what, yo, yo, what should we? I gotta ask, what should we expect from Lineage, bro? It, I, I think it's still gonna come out in June. I, okay. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I mean, look, I got the studio here. Right, right, right. right. There's the studio. The studio's here. So, um, as I duty. focus this week, I can have lineage done by Saturday, and I'll have a release date in June. But I do have the Freshington on the way. Okay. So I still have albums in the in the stash that I never released. I I got music. That's the last. Stupidly, and, and, and the first thing is the last Sean Dawn album because I recorded that in 2008. Oh, okay. Go keep us posted as always. 2008. Uh, yo, how can I get signed to Golden Era Music, Dunny? I've been telling you to come to the studio for the last 365 days. I was most. I don't. I don't. No, I just want to be signed. I want to be. I want to be a tax write-off. I don't want to do any work. No, and yo, 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 take that, yo, take that offline, Omega. Yo, what's up with Intelligently Ratchet? Y'all back this week, right? Yeah, we no, nah, we we we'll be back. Um, we're we're actually doing all our joints on Instagram Live right now. Uh-huh. So every Wednesday, uh, you can come out and check us out or whatever. Um, and then we plan to keep using that platform. Um, when we could get back together, so that way we could start. We could start like a lot of people are grabbing the same tour. So we've been out for two weeks now. Also, I want to say, uh, if y'all get a chance, also check out Kazi's Bob House Live Freestyle Fridays. He does. Oh, yeah. What's up? And it's, it's real dope. So, yeah, come out and do and do the Freestyle Friday joints with uh, Kazi. Um, what time? Or whatever. And, um, yeah, that's 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 what's going on. What time? Uh, it's, at, it's at, like, 9 o'clock on Bob House. So, you got to go to the Bob House. It should, be huh? it should be at 4.05 p.m. You know, Kazi. I know. It's either going to be 4 or 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. Does anybody know how to make a berry compote? Huh? Does anybody know how to make a berry compote? I do. I'll text you all the information. Yo, yo, he probably do, too. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yo, catch me doing my special. Thank you for not coming out. Let's go. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'll be outside in my front, my, my, in my front yard. I'll be kicking out jokes. Um, <laughs> don't come, don't come, don't come. Don't come. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So please don't come. Uh, you know, so check that out. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much for not coming out, ladies and gentlemen. For the comedian Tico de Gallo. Your mama love me, but your daddy don't. Have a nice one. <laughs> Put the central hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y. Bring us some pots. Night night. She got pot. <laughs> social media assassin, Rob Von Doom. Yeah, I've been over here on my Merovingian shit eating the olives, you know what I'm saying? You know, I just had to boost your fire. You're eating olives without me? Yeah, I mean it's in, it's in a, it's a shout out to you, Keisha. So we're yeah. all together virtually, okay? Yeah. All right, we're doing virtual. together. I 
I thought he, I thought he was chewing on a cinnamon. I thought he was sitting there chewing on one of those fashion cinnamon toothpicks back in the days. <laughs> ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, it's your man C. Perry Elise the second. You know, as always, let's not only just stay act, uh, let's get active, but let's be safe. Okay, Don't put yourself out there and you know messing with the environment. That environment being you and bringing that back to your environment being your home and messing everything up. Let's not do that. Stay safe, y'all. We are out. Jeez. Oh, Jeez. Okay. I need to do crazy things with my arms before I get off. Look at that. Ooh.